0: want to be one of the best brewers there is I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic you better be brewing
1: five to six times a week
2: A beer every beer is made with love and it begs to, to be appreciated.
1: I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> I well,
2: might sleep here tonight.
1: It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Right. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? <laughs>
0: That's Clearly. A, Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is, <laughs> hey, McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
3: now, Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with. Well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it.
4: This is the session.
1: Good. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the session. I'm your host, Justin Crossley. And for the first time in a long time, we are not broadcasting live from the Brewing Network Studios in Concord, California. We're an entirely different studio. My new studio, I think. <laughs> it's an uh, upgrade, finally. Yeah. Uh, we are actually broadcasting live from the brand new brewery in Windsor, California. It's the Russian River Brewery. And not just that, we're up in the cool ship room, uh, which we'll dive right into what a cool ship is. Don't worry, we're going to explain all all that to you today uh, but it is a very unique and awesome experience and my guests today uh, Natalie and Vinny Chalurzo welcome to my studio
5: welcome to our brewery yeah welcome
1: Justin
4: <laughs> it's <laughs> nice
1: to be in your cool ship room I'm, at our brewery I have taken it over for at least the next couple hours we designed this for you thank you yeah. for that uh, I'm actually liking the sound in it you know Definitely. we did a site visit just the other day me and Vinny walking through to see where to broadcast and of course, I walked in here and it's just so beautiful um, that I said, Well, well, this is where I want to be. But we were a little worried about the uh, the echo or the sound and the humidity and the humidity, I was worried about that, <laughs> which is yep. great for my hair. <laughs> I'm liking it right now. Oh, yeah, that's great. good. Uh, Co host today, Beardy and Teresa are with us, uh, also in the cool ship room studio thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, it's I'm been waiting like the for most... the hop
1: grenade to come up. You haven't put enough hop grenades up yet. I know. Well, because the the whole room is bare. There's no paint. There's no logos. There's nothing. And even the brand whore that I am feels like I should leave this <laughs> this one alone. Natural. Yeah, okay. yeah. This one has to stay natural. Yeah.
2: But I did spot one random Allagash bottle up there. Yeah. Oh. that's yeah.
0: a special bottle. Yes,
2: yeah, so I figured it oh. must have been. Yeah, that's an
0: Allagash I... Cantillon Russian River yeah. collaboration. Okay. Oh, okay. it belongs. Yeah. And I
5: wore my t-shirt today. And Wild
0: Natalie's wearing the same oh. friendship Wild Friendship brand. Yep. Okay.
1: Nice. Uh, well we let me take care of a little bit of business uh, before we just dive into everything. Uh, first of all, I'm going to take some video of this entire Cool Ship room and put it up on our YouTube page. So as we're talking today about the different parts of this room, you're going to be able to go back and uh, and look at this. Now I'm going to post this show as quickly as I can. It might take me just a couple more days to, to get the video up, but it'll be on the youtube.com slash brewing network. Um, you can go check that out, or just search uh, Brewing Network, and I'll just uh, that way you can see it. But to, on today's live show, on our live stream page where, where we're streaming right now, uh, you can also just go and look. And and we gave the cool ship its own camera, so every time we talk about the, the cool ship today, we're going to switch to the cool ship camera. <laughs> right. you know. And, and listen, who deserves to be famous more than that cool ship? The cool ship, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I thought it was for the belly flop competition later. The, well, all right, I'm going to go into that a little bit later because I did have some. I was more worried for Vinny than anything. We're going to talk about this in in a little bit. Uh, Let me just make sure I take care of some business here today. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, More Beer, who brings you this session. And every session, you go to morebeer.com. They've been doing that since before we ever even started, back in 2005. And uh, Chris Graham and and Olin over there at More Beer. Darren... uh, I, I want to say that uh, another proud moment for me was walking through the brand new brewery here in Windsor and still finding a place for the more beer brew sculpture that Vinny uses. Yep. And we just <laughs> brewed on it last week. Detroit
0: Brew Day, National Homebrew Day or something was last
1: yeah. week or something?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, Zach or Lee Brewer led a uh, brew. Uh, 15
1: of our uh, front-of-the-house employees. So I shouldn't be surprised because their sculptures are so cool, but there just was something, I don't know, strange or unique about walking through this entire brewery that is just state-of-the-art. We're going to learn about it. And then looking over and going, in a perfect corner, by the way, uh, with its own tile floor and drains, is the Beer Brew Sculpture. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. We still use it love all it. the time. Still so, love thanks, that thing. thanks to our longtime sponsor, yeah. and uh, good job on that. And I, I want to point out, uh, you you might get to win a Brew Sculpture if you go to the Brewing Network Anniversary Party. We're going to be celebrating 14 years at the uh, Homebrewers Conference at HomebrewCon. We're putting on BNA14. And uh, More Beer had built a sculpture, and, and it was given or sold to Jamil, who now owns Heretic Brewing Company. But back in the day, he was a home brewer. And he made it his mission to win an award in every single category of <laughs> beer. And he did it on this more beer system. And then he ended up writing Brewing Classic Styles, a great book with, with beer recipes, uh, based on this uh, what he brewed on this system. Then, God knows why, he gave it to me. Uh, so it got handed down, and I've had it for years, and I've brewed some beers on it, but it's uh, I'm going to be honest, been collecting some dust for a little while. Yeah. How's
3: your the quality? Goal, your goal has been to never win an award right. on the uh, system. Yes, yeah. And my, you've done it.
1: My goal was to just brew one goddamn drinkable beer uh, on the thing. Um, well, now uh, we're going to refurb it one more time and we are going to. We feel like it should stay in the family, so one lucky Brewing Network listener is going to get to win the, the more beer sculpture that's getting passed around the, the Brewing Network. It's like the rare barrel. It's like PH1 of homebrew. It
0: is. Oh. Yes.
4: <laughs> it's like
0: I'm
1: the gonna... PH1 of homebrew uh, skids. Shit, i got to think of a good name that's <laughs> sort of like PH1, but a little more fucked up. Uh, I'm going to go to work on uh, let me see what I can come up with. Um, so anyhow, all you're going to have to do to, for that is go to HomebrewCon, buy yourself some raffle tickets, and then go to BNA14. Uh, I'll be putting tickets up for uh, BNA14 for sale this week. I know I said that last week, but it will happen this week. <laughs> Because it has to. The show's Um, posting
3: in a month. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Okay, so do that. Um, And then I also want to mention, just while we're talking about events, uh, Drake's Brewing Company is having a great event. It's it's one of my favorites. It's their Session Beer Festival. It's happening May 25th. uh, it's from 1 to 5 p.m. In, in Jack London Square, and that's a great fest. You can go, and you can drink like I do and still be able to walk home because Unlike it's Session you. Yeah. Beer yeah. Fest. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's May 25th. Uh, you can go to drinkdrakes.com and uh, check it all out. Glad we have a lot of Session beers in the fermenter right now. Yeah. Perfect timing. Right? right? Yeah. 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 Are you guys going to be pouring at yeah. Session beers? Well? We, yeah, oh, yeah, we normally do. Do you and, know what uh, beers you're going to send down there already? Uh, not what Ben's has planned, but I'm
0: thinking what's in the fermenter right now. We've got Dribble Belt, our uh, low gravity hoppy session beer. It's kind of a session IPA, four and a quarter percent alcohol. Nice. And then one of my favorite Belgian beers we do uh, is in the one of the fermenters at the pub, Scratching Post. Okay. And it's sort of my tip-the-hat nod to Taurus Bulba, one of my favorite Belgian beers. That's a good beer. Yeah, it's a beautiful beer. And so Scratching Post is this really water, chemistry-forward beer that's got this really dryness to it, but it's only four and a quarter, four and a half percent alcohol. Pretty hop-forward, dry-hopped. Um, it's got a firm bitterness, so un- unlike you know the assault on bitterness in America right now. <laughs> <sure. Small parades laughs> are like I don't like bitter beer. Yeah, and I love bitterness. Still. You do like, mm-hmm. to me. It's still like a really important part and flavor component of beer. And See, so I th- and I love that in, in Taurus Bulba or XX Bitter in that that low alcohol, you know, that four and a half to six percent out the six percent style of Belgian blonde beer. That that's what
1: scratching post is okay we're gonna have to talk about this you're gonna have to explain to me like what bitterness means to you because i'm one of these people who will frequently say yeah i'm not all about the bitterness but i love the hop character and aroma and all that however i love your beers blind pig is one of my favorites and but it's because i consider that bitterness to be different it's not it doesn't it's not harsh it doesn't beat me up But you're saying it's a firm, damn firm bitterness. Yeah. So we're going to have to get into that, I look forward to it. Okay, all right. Good Uh, thing
3: we brought our beds.
2: (laughs) We
1: literally did. We literally literally did. We drove my bed. It's, yeah. (laughs) It's out in the parking lot. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Vinny and Natalie didn't know what they were getting into. (laughs) They're like, you want to do a show at the brewery? Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Five days later. (laughs) Trying
2: to get rid of us. Justin,
1: you got to move that thing. It's time to go. Show's over. (laughs) Monday. It was over Monday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did warn I, I warned Vinny. I said, like, I'm going to bring the RV. I might just sleep in the parking lot. Like, he was all right with it. I said, oh, go for it.
5: Two acres. So,
1: so yeah, it, just the parking lot. is Let's do this. Let's just start talking about this brewery. So just the parking lot is two acres, right? Mm-hmm. W- what's the property?
5: It's about 15 acres total. Wow. Okay. But we have four acres of protected wetlands. So Vinny and I own that. And it is legally protected, so we're not allowed to build on it. Wow. For yeah. environmental reasons, which we're totally fine with that. Um, so that's on the um, on the west end of the property. Okay. Um, so we have uh, there's wetlands out there, so there's like natural ponds and
1: uh, a lot of wild birds. So I saw um, it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. Can I ask you a business question about that? Yeah. If it's legally protected, meaning not only you can't build on it, but neither can anybody else, mm-hmm. why'd you why'd you buy it?
5: So nobody would build on it.
1: Because they could change the law later or something? Like- yeah,
5: it was, it was part of the package. It was part of the whole property. Okay. But we, uh, we we wanted it because that way we could protect it
4: really regardless ensure.
5: of what happens with environmental laws in the future.
4: Okay. Um,
5: so that's basically, it's our backyard, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So the beer garden and the pub and everything orients to itself to looks the west and looks out over the wetlands. And that's what we
0: wanted. It's also a nice buffer because there's... Like- 500 houses or whatever to the west. So okay, it's really good for that too, and it's beautiful. I mean, during during after the rains, there's just birds flying everywhere
1: and swooping in, and there's egrets and geese and ducks, and um, it was fun. And even like some of the brewery looks out over it. I was standing up on on the very top of the brewery when you walk up the spiral staircase, and you can just look out. this beautiful. Yeah. Uh okay. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah.
0: Now he built a duck blind in the corner <laughs> of the brewery yeah. so <laughs> that way he can just get dinner and, later. And yeah. by the way, nothing is free. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They they told us, oh, we're giving you we're the, the, the four acres, we're throwing it in.
1: So that's there, was, nothing's free. That's kind of what I was getting <laughs> at. Like, oh, you can't build on it, neither can anybody else. Meanwhile, that'll be eight hundred dollars a square foot. So, or
0: whatever. <laughs> yeah, what what I did, wish. we wish. <laughs> we didn't we didn't pay for the four acres, but all the legal fees of all oh, the protection, the, the mitigating and blah, this, blah, blah. And all that. Oh, I and, uh, understand. You yeah.
2: paid handsomely for the rest of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: So. so are you allowed to have any like hiking paths out there? No. Not no. At all. Nothing. Oh. Nothing. No animals, no dogs nope. are allowed. Yep. No yeah. dogs
0: are a big one. They don't want dogs taking a dump out there. Good and, call. Yeah. And mm-hmm.
2: leaving
5: things that might grow the, or, yeah. right. or something. Because yeah. we have coyotes out there too. They're okay. Yeah, we've had... They're wild. (laughs) They're natural. But they're (laughs) wild. Yeah, Plus,
1: they don't have shitty owners. Let's be honest. It's not the dog's fault. It's the owner's fault. If owners would clean up after themselves and their dogs, it would would probably not be a thing. It's the same thing as kids. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, Now, did you look... a long time for a property like this, or did this fall in your lap? like how did you find this spot, and what were you looking for?
5: well um, we we were we had a kind of an idea of the design of the brewery, but we really couldn't couldn't complete the design of the brewery until we knew the shape of the property. Okay. So we looked at properties that were really long and skinny. And we looked at properties that were essentially square. And we looked at properties that were weird.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, L-shaped. L-shaped
5: and-, and just weird stuff. And so in Sonoma County, we were pretty limited. Mm. I mean, we really honestly kept looking at the same four or five properties. And our, pro- our one of our conditions was that we wanted to own We didn't want to lease. Smart. We didn't. We wanted to be in charge of our own destiny. Yeah. So we um, we really had a hard time finding property that somebody was willing to. To sell to us because you know the owners of the property were more than happy to develop it and sure. lease it to you for mm-hmm. a long period of time and then have an option to buy it but that's not what we wanted and so we did look at this property the owners were not interested in selling it and so okay. we walked away and so then we we ended up in contract on another piece of property down the street okay our, our spent grain farmer actually <laughs> so the guy who's been picking up spent grains since Vinny was out of Corbell okay days and so he's an old longtime friend of ours and he and his family were um, planning to sell the farm and so we ended up in contract on like half of that farm, but because of environmental issues, um, we had to pull out because it was we were going to pay a lot of money for a piece of property that was only about forty percent developable. It
4: mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. enough
5: space for us. So, but during that process, the the town of Windsor got really excited about Russian River Brewing Company coming to their town. Okay, and because uh, this is essentially a, a bedroom community, I mean, there is a lot of great businesses here, but um, they really kind of wanted a big project to come here, and so um, they, um, I think, they did help us um, ah. in in a. Inevitably, being able to purchase this property,
1: talk the owner a little yeah. into uh, yeah. maybe this is a good move. This would be a yeah. good
5: move for everybody in the community, yeah. and, the, okay. and the owners are—they're very, you know, the pre, previous owners are reasonable people. They live here; they own a lot Respected of properties. Respected in the business
1: community here. Okay.
5: Yeah, yeah. So they, were, <laughs> they like, were
1: just looking out for their own financial decisions. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah,
5: exactly. So they did agree to sell it to us, okay. and, and so we were—we were then off to the races. He's, now,
1: you—you you looked Sonoma County. Like, how yeah. far did you look? Mainly I mean, Santa Rosa. You, just, you wanted Air- to be near the airport, yeah? The airport, so which is just now a mile south of
0: us, and then here in Windsor, a little
5: okay. bit in so. uh, southwest Santa yeah, yeah, Rosa, like, not much Dutton yeah. area, a little bit. Yeah. But the serious yeah. looking was more like airport business center, mm-hmm. and then up here because we really needed a minimum of ten acres to accomplish what we were looking to do. Okay, so yeah, I
0: liked it up here too because it put us more like closer to the all the wineries. Oh yeah, to the Russian River, to Dry Creek, and and it just felt right north Mm -hmm. and then once we had identified the four pieces of property three by the airport and then this one we just kept going back and forth wow and and it was a lot of it was the owners i don't want to say trying to screw us but they were trying to take advantage of us price wise interesting yeah it was you know and then the last day all four pieces were available Oh, at the last minute. Suddenly, you had your pit. now you're (laughs) in charge. Yeah, Yeah. but we stuck with this one because we it just it felt right. It it was
4: it
5: had good feng shui. Yeah, Yeah. and it had a
0: lot of good functionality. Like for instance, we had visited tons of breweries. I mean, of course, we've always visited breweries throughout lives, and but you you look at a brewery differently when you're going to build something like Mm -hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And and like one of the things we saw at several um, breweries, they're pretty good sized breweries, like having the truck entrance and the customer entrance in the same area, the same parking lot. And we just <laughs> didn't want that. Mm-hmm. We wanted them separate. So that's one of the things we love about this property, mm-hmm. is that all the our guests come in on the north side yeah. and all the trucks and employees park on the south side. Very nice. And and that's really it seems inconsequential to the average consumer, but it's really nice
1: functionally. And it, and it, it would, they would notice it if it was different. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like the fact that they don't notice it, that it's inconsequential means it's working, that you did it right (laughs) right. Right. because they might go to another place and go, God, why are these trucks driving past me? It wasn't like that at Russian river. Like they (laughs) won't know till it's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You
3: brought up a detail, like, uh, when you're buying a piece of property, the shape of it, Mm -hmm. Is Is there a shape that you think is more universally better than others? Like what were you looking for when you had the choice of four
0: different every places. every piece of property we looked at I still have a brewery layout that I made for okay. that that property okay so we do have a layout for everything the we L did yeah even the
1: L we have a layout for that in my computer so somewhere. there's no ideal it's just making the way you wanted right. the brewery to be laid out fit the property
0: I think we wanted a rectangular because we wanted to just like our building is a is kind of rectangular we wanted to tell the story of beer and how it's made and we wanted it to be very sequential Mm -hmm. you know brew house um you know yeast fermentation bright beer right packaging and then and then also and that that's not only from an operational standpoint but also from a um a tourist standpoint a customer experience standpoint to tell like i just said the story of beer How's beer made yeah mm-hmm. and like we didn't want to we could have the building could have been a lot smaller if we would have made it shaped it differently and done it but the way to to absolutely say how beer is made it had to be just become this long building to have beer, this linear process okay no mm-hmm. so.
1: All right, and it is. It's like a. It's it's very linear. You go all the way down the building. You can see everything happening in sequence. There's a self guided tour um, that you can take, or there are private tours you can sign yeah. up for guided as well. Guided tours, yeah. and I do have to say, which you get to come into the cool ship but, you, on the guided tour. Uh, the guided, the guided, guided tour. tour, only the guided tour. Not the, yeah. No. You don't want these no. scoundrels in here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <It's not,
4: it's
1: laughs> self guided tour. Well, and I'm going to say this, and I hope you don't mind, and I, and I hope you know it comes from a place that we've grown up together. And I once had a studio in a. I remember. Now that I see, and this is why I feel like I can (laughs) say this, uh, um, seeing the new brewery. Uh, now, I, I've, 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 I've been with you guys the whole time. I, I the pub first, and I watched, the, I watched the barrel room grow at the pub as much as it could grow. And then the production brewery, and now this is your, your new production brewery. And seeing this one, I have to say, your last production brewery is kind of a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, uh, that, I'm sure you have a fondness for it as it's gotten you where it has, just like my garage. Yeah, your garage is a shithole, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is why I know I can say this. And by the way, my garage was about this temperature. every time we did a show. (laughs) I know that we have this fondness for where we've come from, but you must also feel like I've built the place I always wanted, right? Yes. You know, and and like, it's nice to leave some of that behind. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, uh, you go back
0: to your old brewery and we look at it and it's like, wow. Like, right. Crank do, but, got a lot of beer. Yeah, but you a know what? The but yeah, it was a really great beer that came out of there. We won awards and we sold everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's important to like not forget that. I and, agree. And, and like you shouldn't ever forget those hard days. Those are the days that keep you grounded. And I'll never forget the uh, one time we were up at in Chico, and it was um, I think it was labor day weekend and we were up staying with brian grossman for a long weekend mm-hmm. and one day we went over to ken and katie's house brian's parents and we were down at the swimming hole i remember ken and natalie talking business mm-hmm. and natalie said oh, i like we just stopped having i just stopped having to um, check the bank balance every day. Right. You finally, have enough money in the bank. And I remember Ken like just going into like yesterday. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then they they talked about it, and like he never forgot that. And Natalie certainly has never no. forgotten yeah. those those days. And we don't. You know, I don't. I still remember Blind Pig and plastic fermenters and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, Ferdinand
1: Court um, was think, much different than this facility, and that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I think that most people who who do become very successful, they they do have not just a nostalgia but a respect for for all the things you had to do to get here. There are others in the world who just sort of get handed a place like this, right? Or whatever business it might be in. And I think that it's different when you've really kind of scratched and clawed and worked for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys must have some sense of uh, accomplishment when you come here in the morning, uh, knowing where you've been and and where you are now.
5: Yeah, I think one of the most important things is that, we did it on our own, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, that we worked really hard to buy out 30 investors and two business partners and, and, um, and get out from under, you know, being beholden to anybody but ourselves. And we, we, we started this whole project debt-free investor free and with a very clear vision as to what we wanted to accomplish. And I think, you know, there's, we have many, many friends who have, Business partners and, and that's that's great and that's that's what works for them. But for me and Vinny we were just adamant about being independent and doing this on our own and sure. doing it our way or the highway.
1: <laughs> do you do you now take time to feel that accomplishment? I'm a person who I'm always like, what's next? Like, I get there and I'm like, cool. What's next? What am I? Or, or did you get here and and really sort of you know brush off your shoulders and go, we did it. (laughs) Like, we did it.
5: Yeah, we did it. We built it, but now we're trying to figure out how to drive it. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is it's an eighty-five thousand square foot building. We have over two hundred employees. We have two breweries, and so I mean, things like. You know, intangible things like company culture and, um, you know, communication and training and, and things like that um, and just retaining really good employees and attracting new employees and things like that that are kind of those softer things that, Yeah. like I mean we're actually we're still also trying to figure out how to turn the lights on and off <laughs> mostly
3: you didn't, off. Put it, you didn't put in light switches <laughs> I feel like that's a mistake this place
1: yeah. is too high tech <laughs>
5: California doesn't let you just put in light switches anymore.
1: you're right <laughs> oh right oh motion everything motion and motion light sensitive and also light yeah. sensors
5: yeah. you gotta put them on the Lutron system it has uh, yeah. these
1: dimmers and, and this craft. and that and it's
5: like Whoa. are you kidding me I just wanna it, it's the HVAC right. system I mean, if I have any employees who work here who are listening right now, they're rolling their eyes because our HVAC system has been – a nightmare. It has a brain. The HVAC system has a brain that's dis- dysfunctional. Oh no! And, um, like like <laughs> most brains, <aren't laughs>
4: right? Yeah. 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 No.
5: And in the middle of service, you know, all of a sudden the heater will come on. on a
1: warm oh day. no! Right.
5: And then it's like they can't on do it. anything because it's in the centralized brain, and so then it's
1: not like it's not a thermostat in the corner. No. So
5: just yeah. Give
0: me a knob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want
1: old school, right? Mm-hmm. Like the one in your grandma's house. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Just move that little lever. Yeah. And click yeah. The yep.
0: lever.
1: Oh sure, and, yeah. it's off. By four degrees,
0: one way or the other, but at least you know
1: when the when the TV remote was a big box that you hit those clunky yeah. buttons on. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I'll, Move the yeah.
5: ears and put some. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Those
1: be, were the days. Getting anyway,
5: back to your 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 question, though, yeah. I would say for me, I'm I'm done <laughs> right now with the next, and I think the next is just just we have some phase two things like we're putting in a pilot brewery. So we just got the pilot. I think you saw the room. I in did. The brew pub. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we're putting in a new little five barrel uh, pilot brewery, which I think. Is coming either this month or next yeah. month. So that's kind of the next. We uh, we were not able to uh, finish building out one of the open top fermenter rooms. So that's part of our next. Okay. So we do we do have a lot of next things coming, but, you know. but
4: here
1: there's a lot of phase but, two and phase three.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. To, <laughs> okay.
1: But that's okay to do it in. Oh, I mean, yeah. A project this size, you almost have to. The important was, the important thing. Sorry to interrupt. The no, important
0: thing is to pick the things that. Um, can be easily done. Yeah. Like, like for instance, um, I was showing some of your crew around earlier, and uh, I forgot to mention the Purple Pipe, which is, um, so we have the wastewater here. The wastewater system for all the brewery effluent goes out to our wastewater system, and we process it, and normally once it's done, you would just dump it back into the town, the municipality's sewer line, yeah, and then they would take that, whether how dirty or clean it is, and maybe you'd pay a charge how dirt, if it's dirtier or clean. It's really clean when it comes out. Well, we collect that, and then we run it through filters and um, reverse osmosis, and then we bring that water back in. And that's wow. all the, the cleaning water for the brewing uh, here. All the CIP water is reclaimed water from our wastewater system, not toilets, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that couldn't... You could do that later, but it was a lot cheaper to install it now. That makes sense. And then the purple pipe is recycled water from the town. And that we plumbed to all the restrooms for all the toilets. Okay. Oh wow. So it turns out it's not quite legal yet in California.
1: Oh really? In in a food facility, <laughs> but, but in, was, in a restaurant. Uh, okay. So we It was legal in your muni- municipality, like the city said it was fine.
0: Yeah. So we're waiting. Okay. Through we're working through it, but the fact is, is like that could never be done afterwards. If you think about oh. the plumbing going to a restroom. Yeah.
4: So under we the right. under
0: the building or up oh, whatever right. it is. That's no like retrofitting. That. Yeah. There is no. no way to yeah. add that back later. So that works for. That had to be done. So even though it's not legal right now, mm-hmm. it will become legal just where in California mm-hmm. it's how it's going to go. Yeah. But we couldn't have come back and done that later. Yeah. So we, mm-hmm. And so although it was a huge additional cost, it was an extra run of copper to every, or PAX line, whichever way we did it, mm-hmm. to every restroom, it was still, and the labor was a lot cheaper because... The plumber was already doing one line. Well, he's just doing a second one. So, yeah. But mm-hmm. the material was was an additional cost. But just they couldn't have come back and done it later. So I'm glad we did it yeah. now because we've we got that um, the sustainability sure. part that we wanted. Once you can use yeah. it. We never did either. People ask us all the time, like, well, why did you do all that? You know, We're like, well, because it felt right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like, Well, yeah. do you save money? We never did a, a return on investment. On all that, on that, well, no, that you did. on all that, we just did it because we wanted to. Because we live in
5: California yeah. and we're going to be in drought
3: yeah,
0: at some point
5: again. In oh yeah, eight to yeah. ten years or whatever. Yeah. So we, yeah. we've We'd lived be lucky here our whole hour. lives. We we know how this goes. Yeah. And,
3: and Windsor's not a big town. Isn't it doesn't. I imagine it doesn't have a huge infrastructure for handling wastewater, and a brewery is very intensive, yeah. an intensive user of yep. wastewater. And so, did did you guys have to put in a wastewater treatment facility, or was it, it elective?
0: We 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 had already decided to, and a, a very expensive one, um, but. When we met with the town, they then required it, but they were really happy to see that we had already planned for it. It was in our budget. It was in our design. We had a spot for it. So when we met with the town for the first time with this property, we already had a rough sketch. And they're like, well, there's the wastewater. Mm -hmm. And they were like, great. How far are you going to clean the water? And in technical terms, it was basically clear water with wow. just a very light yellow tint to it. Okay. It's drinkable water coming off of our wastewater plant. We just elect to clean it even further so that we can then bring it in. So things like that is, ends up being almost goodwill mm-hmm. to the town. Exactly.
3: I bet that yeah. goes a long way with yeah. the city officials. Yeah.
0: They, they, they go, oh, well these guys are serious about... Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. wastewater, sustainability. I live in I Martinez. I'll drink yellow water all day long. <laughs> it's
4: fine.
1: I'll send you home with some yeah. in your RV. In the RV. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look much different than it yeah. does now. <laughs> well, I remember a sh- it was a show a long time ago. or just talking to you you, were the, you, you. you taught me that a brewery has to either pay for or treat their water. It was something that I just had never thought about. I yeah. just thought, well, you, you have a drain, and it goes down the drain, just like my bathwater does, and what's done is done. And, uh, yeah, you were the one who said, no, 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 what's done is not done. You you pay for that shit. <laughs> yeah. So.
5: And the dirtier your wastewater is, the the more the higher your sewer fees are. Okay. Mm. Okay. So it's it's advantageous cost wise. So that is some ROI. Yeah. yeah. That is. Yeah.
0: yeah. For
2: sure. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys know how many barrels of water you use per barrel of beer?
0: We haven't figured have that. Out? Yeah, we haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Um, it's too early for for us. Um, you know, we're only six months in. And so that question does come up every once in a while. Yeah. But um, now we haven't, we haven't even looked at it just because like at the startup, there's so much inefficiency. Oh, of course. And, and it's it's just like, yeah, I don't, Think we want to look at it, or we can just yeah. pass them to the oh, thermos yeah, and try more. Yeah. So. What are we pouring, Vinny, while um, we're doing this? Yeah, you know, funny, we never talked about the first beer. That was Blind Pig off yeah. the bottling line about four hours ago. We didn't talk I about it because <laughs> it's going to be
1: my go-to all yeah. night. Yeah. All night and and so. We've got
0: time to go back to it. But yeah, four. I hour,
1: was going to
3: guess three, but you know,
0: <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Four <laughs> hour really Fresh uh,
1: Blind Pig.
0: Uh, let me let me be exact. Okay, this was a 9:30 a.m. bottle. Oh. So longer
4: than uh, you can actually oh. tell by the code what yeah, we time. Day.
0: Yeah, it was bottled on May 13th, 2019, and this was 9.29 a.m. Oh, my
1: gosh. So... Um, you know, I'm taking some of the RV tonight. Right? Yes.
4: Okay.
1: <laughs> By you know the way, if the RV all is all still there at 10 a.m., I promise I will leave. I'm just hungry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs>
5: right. We'll bring a
4: coffee. <laughs> we'll bring you coffee. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We're we never make, leaving. Uh, we
5: have donuts on our dessert menu.
4: Yeah. Oh. yeah. So we, we could can we get just, get just make them for breakfast. Oh. Oh. Dipping, so when does yeah. the
3: kitchen close? Uh,
0: yeah. 4 a.m.? Yeah. Stop at the hospitality. The, uh, the little mini growler, that's our Saison. That's Russian River Saison. It's 5.6% alcohol. And uh, I'm a huge saison fan, and people don't. I don't think I've had this from you much. before. Yeah, just something you've been making.
5: We, for I think we waited to make it until we had the proper open top for yeah. fermentation. I, I really and only I wanted, wanted
0: to make saison lot. and open top fermenters. Okay, so and many, and, uh, many held
5: out for his yeah. career. I
0: think we've made we made one or two like small batches at the pub, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't do. Uh, Great job! Okay, at it. like it was. It was good by your standards, by my sure. standards. Yeah, but this um, I love this, this is a beer. Yeah. So,
2: what do you think it is about the open top fermenters that yeah. yield a really wonderful saison? I think
0: I love like Belgian beers. I think do great in open tops because they're typically like the ones we have are one to one ratio, or sometimes they're even less than that. You know, like the. What open do you mean top depth to, to yeah, width, yeah, depth mm-hmm. to width is they're one to one. But when you think about like the open tops at anchor, where they make anchor steam, that's like. That's like, I don't know how many times wide it is to, to deep, it's yeah, probably like 10 right. times wide to one time. At least, yeah. Deep. Uh-huh. Yeah, where's Mark Carpenter when you need him yeah. to tell us, but- uh, <laughs> Or your guy, Ramon. Or Ramon here. Right. Might know. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. All right. <laughs> so, everybody knows Ramon. Ramon's a gr- can I say, uh, uh, good, he, Ramon's been a friend of mine for a few years, and I came just to check the, the brewery out the other day, and I walk in, and, and uh, Ramon brewed at Anchor for years, and he's standing in your brew house, dumping yeast into the kettle, which is fucking weird thing we'll talk about later. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Ramon, you're fucking this up, man. I don't know how long, you, I don't know how long you've been here, but yeah. I was so happy to see him and yeah. everyone does know him because he's just a lovely guy. I'm yes. glad that he's working he with is. you. Oh, we love him. very lucky. Yeah, very so, good.
0: Anyways, okay, so, back to your question. So yeah, the one-to-one ratio. So when you, when you have a beer that you maybe want to ferment warmer, you can ferment it warmer in an open top because you can dissipate the heat more easily, but also you have ferment all fermentations have byproduct you have a fermentation byproduct diacetyl acetaldehyde, all kinds of other craziness and you can actually and and the c o two scrubs the fermentation byproducts off and that's just normal so in normal fermenters that you see at most breweries and this is no knock on a closed top fermenter because we still make most of our beer in closed-top fermenters, but you know, those are like one times wide by two and a half, three, four, five times tall. Mm-hmm. And so the CO2 has to travel a much farther distance as it's scrubbing out all of the fermentation byproducts. Inevitably, you won't get all of it out. Okay. Whereas a, an open-top fermenter that says one-to-one ratio like ours, you've got more area to do that and then it's got less distance to travel through and then also we were talking about top cropping yeast i think on when i was touring everyone through earlier and the yeast is just like the most beautiful, healthy, I think it's almost smiling at us when we look at it in the It's
4: thanking you. Happy little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, um, and, and when you think about yeast, so, so every, so you know, brewing, you knock out with your cool your wart down, and you're trying to leave all of the true, you know, in the... Pop particulates and protein behind in the whirlpool, but inevitably you're going to carry some in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of breweries will go and dump the cone Mm -hmm. of the fermenter the next day to get all that out, or some of it out. Inevitably, you're not going to get all of it out. And so when you ferment in a closed top fermenter and the yeast you know, first goes up and then it falls down. When it falls through, it's also going to capture some of the trube and whatnot that's left mm. in the beer. And that inevitably will end up in your yeast. So long term, our goal is to top crop as much of our yeast off the open top fermenters nice. and then repropagate it in our yeast cellar here. That and we have a prop- cleaner, yeast. more
1: pure <coughs> yeast <coughs> every time.
0: Yeah. So, so we're not doing that yet, but we will at, at some point. That's a, a long term goal. And that's the other thing, like looking at a facility like this, we have so many- any new systems in place. I mean dozens of new systems. Mm. And you can't like you're like aching to Mm -hmm. to to do and try all the stuff. Use the open top fermenters more. Use the yeast cellar for yeast propagation. Right. So on everything. Yeah you got a new new toy. Use the cool ship as much as possible. And and yet, you know, we've we've used the cool ship now I think twelve Times
1: eight and, and eight how, for how, open. I think today's the eighth batch. How long have you been uh, producing beer here? Since so
5: September. September. Yeah, so September. So you're, yeah, you're
1: so September, you 9th September 9th?
5: Okay,
0: something. of uh, eighteen. Yeah, and yeah. we opened the restaurant October eleventh.
1: Okay, so it's not. It's not been that long. Sure. It's yeah. a, but you're but using just, the
0: toys. Just got to be patient.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and learning too. But how great is that? You no. get to now grow into your brewery. Yeah. In, in other words, if you. A lot of times we build things because we're already a step behind. We're just catching up. But you've, you've yeah. now leaped forward and you get to grow into this. Yeah. We're using our capacity very,
0: um, it's not very efficient okay. right now. But that's okay. We don't have to be. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to be able to, like we have one uh, fermenter down there, one or two. They're almost just sitting empty right now. And they were they were a godsend when we were in commissioning. Because we had several other tanks filled and like the schedule went sideways or something didn't work or, you know, broke in commissioning Hmm. and like it didn't allow us to empty the one tank that we were going to brew into. And it's like, oh, it's cool. We have this empty one. Yeah, sitting here. Just there. The old brewery, that would have never happened. Yeah, no. Yeah.
3: What was it like watching a dry hop happen in an open fermenter? We don't have dry I'm... hop in the oh, open. No. open. Oh, you don't open? okay. No. it
0: would
4: just float? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean,
0: it, it would eventually sink, but we only do primary fermentation in the open tops. Okay. Although I'm sure we'll try a dry hop in an open top fermenter at some point. Just like why has, not? Because yeah. no yeah. one's
3: ever seen it, right? So, well, at least I have. Yeah, bit.
0: I mean, and, and the other thing, like talking about looking at your dry hops, we put a sight glass on the top of all of our fermenters. Here, and mm-hmm. so we can go up and with a flashlight, you can see the hops is you know as you add them in, okay. And pellet density is 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 a big deal right now in in the beer industry because sure. like like who doesn't dry hop? <laughs> you know, I think Allagash even dry hops, and they're an all Belgian brewery yeah, beer. Right. You know? <laughs> breweries that are going out of business <laughs> yeah, don't dry so. uh, yeah, right. <laughs> But but like yeah, I mean it's and so if you get hop pellets that are um, too dense, they'll just sink to the bottom and they won't. Break apart and then you can't Mm. get anything. And yet, if they're if they're not dense enough, they may break apart and just float and never sink because they just become powder so quickly. Mm. And so, like Mm. hop density, the density of a pellet is a big deal. And so, it's kind of cool to be able to go up there and and look at the the hops as we add them. If we add them separately, obviously we add the blend. We're not going to know. But um, mm-hmm. but
1: it's just one more tool in our toolkit that we can use well, to make better beer. And on the, the dry hop note, just speaking of like kind of old school versus new school. All right. I'm walking around this brewery with Vinny and he's showing me like the piping just goes everywhere. Right. Like they mm-hmm. pitch yeast in line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like it just goes like you can explain that uh, better than I can. But like things are all connected everywhere. And then we get to the fermenter room. And he goes, yeah, you walk up on top of the fermenter, you open it up, and you dump your dry hops in. And I'm like, yeah. Vinny, you know, everything in this brewery is magical and automated and from outer space. And then, but you still walk up to the top of the brewery and dump your dry yeah. hops in the top. But you had a good reason for this uh, old school rudimentary way of dry hopping. What was it? Uh, <laughs> fuck. This is a test. It did have to do with CO2 bursting out. Oh. No. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, I do remember. Yes. Oh, thank God. I was almost. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you why Vinny does this. Because um, the introduction of oxygen by going through piping or any other way or using like a hop cannon or other ways that you would do it, you the, you the pellets themselves you, potentially just have these bursts of oxygen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas by going in the top, you're going to have – see, it did have something to do with CO2. You're going to have this burst of CO2 coming out anyway. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's like sort that's of scrubbing the it. tank. for. Oh, thank God I got this right. Yeah. And then you <laughs> – am I right? Yeah. So by dumping yeah. in the dry hops that way, this old school way, it's just cleaner. I almost called you out there, but you came yeah. out big time. Phew, it, but, I, dude, got it, out. I got
0: called out. I tried to get called. Yesterday, um, we had um, uh, Rob, who's part owner in Urban Roots Brewery in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. What's Rob's last name?
5: Um, Rob from Pangaea. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. I really, don't know his last name. But <laughs> we know <urban> Rob. <Roots. laughs> Anyways, I he, forget. he, he yeah. and his family were here, and um, one of his sons was wearing a uh, Golden State Warrior shirt and I'm so you guys live in Sacramento why is your son wearing a golden state shirt oh he's always been a golden state fan even from when they sucked and they weren't winning and he took his headphones off and he goes are you talking about me yeah I said I was just talking about your shirt and he's like oh who do you who do you like I'm like I'm a warrior fan he's like what's the coach's name oh no he called you
1: right there yeah and I'm like Steve Kerr
0: and then I came right and, and I came back back right back and I was like what team did he used to play for he goes, and he looked at me like I was an idiot. He goes, Chicago Bulls. Wow. And I'm like, well, who else? And he was like...
4: Uh, look at
1: his uh, dad. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's like, 10. This is a stand-up. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I totally got
4: him. <laughs> You're going to be stood
1: up by some 10-year-old yeah. <laughs>
5: And he's like, oh, I'm not going to get stood up by no. this 10-year-old yeah. kid. And, 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 and Rob's done, like, gave up. this, like,
0: shit-eating grin, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he got me. I, I did, he didn't know San, <laughs> like, San Antonio <laughs> Spurs. So picking this. on the wrong guy. <laughs> that was awesome. Anyway, so. But, no, yeah, on the dry-hopping thing, it's it's just, it was... The the other part too is that we now have this Ferrari here mm-hmm. in our brewery in Santa Rosa's like a 1968 Volkswagen bug
5: <laughs> which is cool. And Thank cool. you. I own a 79.
0: Yeah. But like trying to flavor match, you can only go so far. So trying so we that's always how we've dry hopped at the old at, at the pub and then at the old production brewery we used a hop cannon because mm-hmm. we couldn't get to the top. Of the tanks, but we just wanted to bring every process we can together to make it similar. Even dry hopping, even Mm -hmm. though the using a hop cannon is probably the same. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that we saw at the at our old production brewery with 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 a hop cannon was, you know, if a brewer accidentally set the regulator to the wrong Mm -hmm. um, pressure, maybe they didn't run enough gas through the hop cannon because the way we used to do it, we would add the pellets and then purge it for 20 minutes at 10 PSI but if someone didn't purge it long enough or whatnot, or maybe they had a date and they needed to get out. That's what you said (laughs) to me which was Mm -hmm. a very practical thought
1: actually. He was just thinking about an employee's day and that you might just skip one step because you're not because he's a bad employee because he's busy. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. 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 I mean our brewers Mm multitask and so, so we dry hop the same. You add the dry hops. You do feel a little co2 coming out Mm -hmm. um there's a whole protocol we have to it but um and it works um, it's, it's totally old school. Yeah. It's not, we're not connecting a pump to the bottom and mixing it. Although we do have a way to mix our tanks during dry hopping now. That's totally different than what anyone else uses. Okay. Um, I but, heard you have a boat motor that you just took. Yeah, out to the I want to hear about
2: this again because you explained it and I totally didn't get it. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: well, let's take, we got a lot to talk about with this brewery. So I'm going to get us to uh, a quick break. Uh, I want to talk about the beer that's in the cool ship because I'm worried about it. Uh, so I want to
4: talk about it. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll start with that and get back to, <laughs> and then we'll get back uh, to, the hops. The, and
1: then we got Funny. some more beer to try. Uh, we are live from uh, Russian River Brewing in Windsor, California. It's a brand new facility. You can come out, uh, any day of the week and, and enjoy their restaurant. They got tours. Uh, so you're going to want to check it out. Go to, uh, RussianRiverBrewing.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah. Uh, you can get more information and we'll be right back with Vinny and Natalie Chillerzo. Hang in there. Welcome back to the session. We are live from Russian River Brewing Company in the Cool Ship Room. And, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, of course, this is the first time we've broadcast from your your brewery. But then I got thinking even further. I'm pretty sure this is the first time on planet Earth (laughs) that anyone has ever broadcast from a Cool Ship Room. I can't imagine it's been done before. I, no, and who's going to, like... Who would do this? Who's going to refute it, you know?
0: First of all, that, which is... That tends to be which my best good. facts. I, I draw out yeah. the ones that nobody can yeah. refute. But, like... That's actually how I got to be the first person to make double IPA.
4: Is that right? You no just... No one ever
0: came back and was like, well, I did Wait a second. like, mm-hmm. did you? No. no.
1: <laughs> Called it. It's like calling shotgun. Basically, like being 13 years old again. Uh, so, we are in the Cool Ship Room, and I mentioned before the break that I'm concerned, and, and here's why. All right. So you mentioned I came here last week just to check the place out, see where we're going to broadcast, and 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 we, we both loved the idea of doing it here um, in, the, in the room. But then you had said, hey, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put beer in, in the cool ship that day. Wart. Wart. Forgive me. You're right. Wart. <laughs> Wart. And... I remember my first podcast. The <laughs> the <laughs> about beer. About, yeah. uh, well, my first response, I don't know if you remember, was like Oh, like, are you just going to throw it out when we're done? (laughs) Because I couldn't Uh, imagine you... uh, Now, of course, I could make fun of us, like, oh, we're dirty. But I just felt like even having people around an open fermenter in here would not be something that you would want. But you came back right away, like, no, uh, of course not. By the way, maybe it's a Brewing Network beer. I don't know what. But I thought we would... I'm worried that we are going to ruin your your work. This might be the most magical Uh, batch of uh, Sanambit.
0: You might have to move your studio here for real. Yeah, oh my God. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can make
2: the sacrifice to come back. Yeah, with right. Teresa's okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm okay
2: with I. It.
1: You know it. You're not worried me, about people and we, I mean, you know, one of the
0: coolest uh, days, and maybe Natalie can tell the story during younger when we had tours and we had filled the cool ship, and there was a group that came through.
5: Oh, there was a. There was, it wasn't during Younger, it was before no, it was Younger. Before, I'm sorry, we had Younger. We were actually, we were fermenting yeah, Younger in sorry. the Open Tops. Oh. And we were filling the cool ship that day. And um, that tour um, ended up having like the most magical time because they were, the, the, uh, the Younger was in High Kroizen. And so it was really going crazy in the Open Tops. And then we're filling the cool ship. So I go running down and I go, hey, tour guide, you know, we're filling the cool ship right now. So make sure you hurry up group along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Vinny's in the in this room and then the tour shows up and then Vinny takes over the tour and, and it ended up being a bunch of
0: locals and okay. they just they just
5: thought it was the wow.
4: most amazing. And, they love thing. Wow. and
0: we and so groups come like today we had a couple tours mm-hmm. before we um, you know before you guys arrived to set up and they you come in. And if you and if you are if you're on the eleven o'clock tour because usually the cool ship fills about eleven o'clock, when you get to the end of the tour to this room at you know at fifty minutes after the hour, and at and if it's eleven fifty, you mm-hmm. won't even be able to see. We wouldn't be able to see each the other here. Yeah, yeah, but we still bring the group the folks in. You do. And we pour <laughs> them beer. There's, there's there's
1: stanchions up. Okay. Yeah. But, so it's, safe. so it's, it's never a pro- so it's not just that you wanted to have the broadcast in here. You don't mind people being in here in general.
5: No, nah. not really. I mean, if you think about it, it's all it's, it's naturally fermented anyway. so yeah. It's not like we're trying to keep this like a clean room, like the open top fermenter rooms. Okay. Okay. So, and I, you know, maybe maybe having people in here will add an extra element to it. I mean, we've been at Cantillon <laughs> on the open brew days, and we've there's been you know, twenty five people in the room when the yeah. cool shift. Around falls,
0: the edge, looking around in. the edges. Yeah. So yeah. I,
5: I just, I mean, who knows? We'll see how the beer yeah. turns out. Really, that's the. But the label test. <laughs> on the
0: barrel is going to say. Brewing that work batch, so I remember remember this date. You know, Uh, the May thirteenth, May fourteenth batch of Anambic, and when it gets good good or bad, right? He can blame us. He'll either never invite us back, or
1: or we're here every day. Or I I prefer Natalie's opinion. Something magical might have happened.
0: Yeah, Uh, I guess. I
1: guess the thing is, is that I don't want to pigeonhole
0: our spontaneous fermentation with the cool ship mm-hmm. and using the cool ship into just the tradition of what um, the Belgians do. And that's mm-hmm. been the great thing about Jean Van Roy. At Cantillon. I mean, the the worldwide um, activity of spontaneous fermentation can be pinpointed to 100%, almost 100%, to Jean mm-hmm. Van Roy Cantillon telling brewers that mm-hmm. You can spontaneously ferment anywhere. It may be different. I talked about this on the Sour Hour, you know, it was like, but you can still do it. And that's yeah. what he told us when we started spontaneously fermenting at the pub. And, and so like, why not try a batch during the summer? You know, maybe you have to dump it, mm-hmm. but that's, that's, you know, that's risk, you yeah, know, and yeah. you, or the flip side is, is it may be just absolutely magical, or maybe it makes a beer that's super acidic. But we need super acidic beer to blend, to you know. Maybe we have a beer that's a little low in acidity, and we need something. So maybe that's where the summer spontaneous beer. So we mm-hmm. we have another batch planned uh, for next week or the week after, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll probably be done for most of the season. But come summertime, granted, it won't be on a hundred degree day. We'll okay. find like because it's unique here in Sonoma County. I mean, the thing that makes the grapes grow so good is that it's pretty cool during the. the the summer nights, nights, not days. And and so, and there are hundred degree days, Mm -hmm. but I remember a week in July, it was three or four years ago. And the entire week, uh, I remember showing up to our old production break. It was overcast and it was overcast the whole day. Hmm. So like those are the, those are the days that I'm going to look for to do a summer spontaneous batch and try it. Okay. If it doesn't turn out okay, we won't do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um... Well, but let's the, talk about when some <laughs> of the reasons for that. For I should, probably should have done this in the beginning, but like I said, I'm going to show you a video, but the Cool Ship room uh, has a lot of windows uh, meant to meant meant to be open. Uh, the Cool Ship itself is at about window sill level, yep. um, which is for a reason, I think you said, for airflow.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so we use some uh, old brewing books from Jean de Clerc. So the top of the vessel is at the, about the bottom of the windowsill. so when the air comes in at it's almost like a convection, and mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. going over the top of the wort to cool it down. Okay. Uh, the first batch we did, we had the windows open way too much. And so we probably have way too many windows in here. So if, um, there's only four of the 10 windows that are open, and they're across from each and other. And they're barely open by the yeah. way, six inches. Open. Yeah, because you know. as I mentioned also on the Sour Hour earlier, the first batch we did, um, it, it didn't ferment. Mm. because it cooled too fast so it didn't have enough time to pick up all the bugs and critters right. in that in that red zone that zone that they would tell you to never have your food at mm-hmm. or else it'll spoil mm-hmm. and we want that and so we've also found here that we start earlier in the day and we just let it sit all day and that makes for really cool tours too sure so yeah. is
3: that why cool ships aren't typically out of copper at least modern cool ships.
0: Because it would cool too fast? Right. That's what I'm wondering. You know, the the copper thing is, is really, um, you know, will conduct heat better. Mm-hmm. And it's very traditional. Um, for us, quite honestly, I didn't even look at copper. We, you know, we're in wine country. We have tank manufacturers, um, you know, all around. Mm-hmm. And so we went with stainless. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. just easier to find someone to make. A copper vessel just wasn't... Um, it wasn't practical. Okay. But in the old days, they used copper because it did transfer heat really well. But you also have to think that cool ships weren't only used in the old days just for making spontaneous beer. They were used for cooling everything. Oh. And, yeah, you know, that, was the, that
2: was their way of hence the, name. the wort. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh. And so, you know, I'm pretty sure that in the, you know, original days of Anchor, that's how they the war. Okay. Mm. So, um they didn't want the spontaneous fermentation no, happening. They, they no, just no. wanted to cool. Yeah, it. They probably got it. As fast as right. They but didn't exactly. want it. But if yeah. you, you know, like if you okay. listen to some of Fritz's talk of talks about um Anchor in the early days when he bought the brewery, you know, all he could do was to he It was hard the beer was sour mm-hmm. and and it's one of the reasons why he still doesn't like sour beer because it's just so many bad memories sure that was when it <laughs> went wrong yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, but yet you know that's what happened back mm-hmm. in the day, and so to be able to make really clean beer in a in a cool ship, yeah is pretty difficult and it's, you know, and, and yet you go to anchor and you see how they do it now. And they still make anchor steam is hundred percent of anchor steam goes through those. Yeah. Those vessels. It's pretty damn cool. Open, so, open top for many is, is kind of a lost art and you don't see it that that's much. coming back, yeah, yeah, but it obviously. is, but it is coming back in the, in the company that we bought our open tops from Not our cool ship, but our open tops
1: there, they specialize in, Open top fermenters, Gresser tanks in Regensburg, Germany. Those are amazing, by the way, and and, and I just want to point out: can, are, Do you have photos of those on the website or something? Oh because, yeah. No. Okay, good.
5: I can't post enough.
1: There mm-hmm. of
5: fermentation. This They're is the
1: so thing. gorgeous. I walked by it I was like, "What is that? It looks like the best speaker I've ever seen." <laughs> they just have this really cool. Um, but I wanted to ask about this room because you just mentioned, and I was looking around. Now you said, uh, now there are eight. Openable, uh, ten. there are 10, ten openable windows. windows in this room and you discovered after the fact after your first batch that yeah. you, you shouldn't open them all up and now you've only got 4 right yeah. but you did end up with this beautiful view in this but i wonder if this is sort of one of those happy accidents in other words had you known beforehand would you have only put in two windows up here that mm. you like opened up like you wouldn't have had the foresight to she would have had to convince me to Put more windows in <laughs> probably right? because
0: I would have been all about the process and the beer, yeah. but she would have won out. It's
1: like a happy yeah. accident, so, yeah, I think so. It,
0: it worked out. And and I, I, you know, the the vaulted ceiling that's not normal for a cool ship room. Normally, you would oh. want to contain more of the heat so that it drags out the the process of cooling the wort. Although, now you have breweries that have, um, and I'm blanking on any of them that have it, but that portable. Cool ships, ah. and they take them out into the fields. And some breweries have, uh, you know, have them on trailers and whatnot. And um, the guys mm. from Sierra Nevada that were here earlier brought a spontaneous beer that they took out in totes and into- I think it was Almond Fields. Okay. um, Wow. So, anyways, yeah. um, So, there's all kinds of ways to do it. But that that goes back to what I was saying earlier that, you know, it doesn't have to be just the old traditional way. Yeah. And when you blend spontaneous beer, whether it's made in New York or Texas or California or wherever, yeah. Like, it doesn't just have to be three year, two year, one year, like, like they do in Belgium with Lambic. It's you can do is whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And and that was the whole thing with Jean at Cantillon saying to other brewers like you can do this anywhere. You can spontaneously ferment in France, in Italy, Mm -hmm. in America. And yet I remember a trip I took a trip to Belgium twelve Years ago, Let's see, we started spontaneously fermenting in 2006. And when did you open Russian River? Uh, well, we opened at Corbel in '97, yeah, yeah, and then okay. we did the pub in 2004. And but you didn't start spontaneous till 2006. Yeah, and okay. we took a tr- I took a trip to Belgium with Sam from Dogfish Head, mm-hmm. Rob from Sam Adams. You mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, I had uh, to do it. Sam, why didn't I say that? I was wondering, sorry, Sam. I had yeah, to do it. Buddy. I thought we weren't talking about that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, Actually, good for. I should have I should have thought of it. I love both yeah. of those guys. Yeah. Good for them. Um, Go on. Yeah. So anyway, it, was, it was. Sam, Sam was Rob from Allegash, Adam Avery, uh, Tommy from Lost Abbey, and myself. We took this trip. We went to three Lambic breweries, and one of them, they said, you can't spontaneously ferment anywhere except the Payton Land, Brussels area of Belgium. Mm. And yet, Jean at Cantillon was like, "Ah, oh, you can do it anywhere. And then Natalie and I were back in Belgium like a month or less after that trip. We went to Cantillon, and... Um, I remember our GPS didn't work. The little plug into the yeah, it been the your car. before your phones, you know. Yeah. Okay, internet. sure. You had to use, so had you to had to, to rent in. the GPS
5: from yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And it was all cobblestone streets, you know, in, in Brussels. <laughs> I don't
1: think sure. we did it right. Yeah,
0: yeah and like and everywhere on the trip, anywhere we hit cobblestone streets, the GPS would inevitably go out. Yeah, yeah. And yet, magically, on the day we were going to Cantillon, it worked perfectly the okay. whole time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no
4: cobblestones
5: uh, in Brussels.
0: There are not, yeah.
5: not, near, Cantillon. not near Cantillon, not around. Yeah. On there. Yeah. The warehouse
0: but but district, you had to basically. get there. You had to drive over some. Sure, sure. Anyways, so, you made it there. But, but that that trip was was magical for us and teaching us about right. spontaneous beer and opening our mind and giving us the the
1: courage to do it without even knowing. It takes you- a person like that. The that. In other words, especially when it comes to tradition. Uh, so many brewers can be like, well, this is what we do, and you should do something different. And this is what we do in Belgium, and you should do yeah. something different. <clears throat> Jean is a, a special person to have a... Uh, he, he's very steeped in tradition. I mean, he's... The, that brewery alone has just been it's around a so long. It's a museum. It's actually a museum. That's how I found it the first time, yeah. by the way. I couldn't find it. I kept asking everybody. And finally, a taxi driver said, do you mean the beer museum? And I said, I, I
4: guess. <laughs>
1: there it is. Cantillon. He didn't know it was a brewery uh, so many you, you can be stuck in those ways but for someone like that to say you can do what i do yeah. i think that's a special type of person um who comes especially from that background yeah you guys are that way too you talk to people about beer that way you talk to people you're very encouraging and i know everyone can say the beer industry's so nice and everybody's helpful i get it i know that but that particular thing of a certain style of beer for jean to say yeah. no man go do it yeah I think that's really something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I said earlier,
0: single-handedly, Jean's the one that has has made spontaneous fermentation yeah, to yeah. flourish all over the world. Yeah, because he has just been encouraging people to do it, and 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 a lot of the Belgian brewers, not just for lambic, goose spontaneous beer, but for many other Belgian styles, will tell you that the Americans saved. Yeah, you know, like classic Belgian beer. Mm. Obviously, not Stella or those no, industrial no, no.
1: loggers but you know certainly lambic and spontaneous and yeah. i've talked with sean about that yeah. and, and they're others. grateful um they are absolutely now i guess what i was wanted to know to those okay so up to that point though up until uh 2006 sure. you were a clean beer brewery uh, we made barrel age beers where we inoculated okay. with brett and bacteria did the two of you ever disagree about the direction you should go? I mean, that was kind of early on. Like, no one was really making sour beers here then. And so it's a bit of a a bit of a risky move. It was going to cost you a shitload of money. Did either one of you look at the other and go, I don't know if this is the right direction? No. 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 And we started making them actually out at Corbell.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. We made um, Temptation. But was did our they know first. that? Yeah, they, they didn't know it. Oh, they would have <laughs> oh, been, oh, been furious, right? Yeah, although, although our building was like a mile away. Okay, you, okay. I mean, they're on like 50 acres or something. I mean, that place is so big, I had my own golf cart. Wow. I had a Russian River golf cart. Of course, it wasn't as cool as Gary Heck, the owner's. His was gas, and mine was like uh, oh my the electric putt-putt ones you see at the golf course. <laughs> like, well, like, I had my own golf cart. The facility was so big. But it's yeah, we started also- with two barrels and made temptation. Okay. And and, uh, you know, I mean... That was we, your first uh, sour barrel-aged beer? Beer-aged. Yeah, we didn't even use bacteria first. It was just Brett. Okay. Ooh. And, you know, the interesting thing, too, is is that um, we, we didn't even sell it in the deli there. Like, I remember tasting it with some of the higher-ups and, oh, I don't think this is going to sell. Right. So we had one account in San Francisco that would buy it. And, but uh,
1: so did, And did you two know right away when you tasted that beer? Like, oh, this oh, is I what we it. were looking for. It was amazing. Okay. Well, because where, I, because where
2: did you even get the brett to ferment this beer?
1: Why uh, east. So
2: east Dave, Dave, Log,
0: Dave Logston mm. was a mm. great... And I'd met Dave uh, at the Southern California Homebrewers Festival, which at the time was actually at my parents' winery. My family's winery It started at mm. my parents' winery's property Mm -hmm. and dave was one of the speakers one year and he brought this beautiful brett beer but i had already been to belgium and so the idea behind temptation was to take my favorite component of lambic goose beer which was the Brettanomyces, and make a beer that using local barrels so the first base beer was damnation because we didn't we couldn't make a whole batch Mm. so we pulled some damnation off and added brett to it put it in chardonnay barrels that we uh, got from ferrari carano winery so not, not far from here, over in Healdsburg, north in Healdsburg. And um, and that was that. And then we entered it in the Great American Beer Festival. And, and there was like one category for sour beer, maybe two. <laughs> and how many entries Experiment. do you think? Uh, I'm not sure, but I got like a gold medal or something. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, entry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
4: Yeah.
1: Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah.
3: There was one no. entry, you got silver.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no no medal awarded oh, in this right, category. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i think i think the, um, I think there was one sour category and it included everything it was like you know like Flemish red and old brune and and um, like lambic goose styles and then there was this other okay and that 's what I entered it in as other sour beer, so it was like Category, you know, 47E, E being other. You had, like, four other, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, classic Belgian. Right. But there was no, like, Berliner Weiss, you know, category like there is now. With, like, Berliner right. Goza, there's American Sour. There's Brett Beer, which obviously isn't sour. And, and Brett Beer, they say don't enter sour beer. You know, but then there's American Sour now, which is no wood, just stainless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then there's still this classic category of you know Flemish reds and lambic and blah 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 okay but
4: like uh,
0: that was, there was- there's like five or six categories now just for funky oh, yeah. beer. Oh yeah, maybe maybe more. Oh, yeah. it's got
2: to be more than that. Yeah, I mean, it's to the point. It's really confusing how to enter your sour beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yet, and yet, one of my favorite—that's um, my favorite thing about Belgian beer—is that the Belgians don't give a crap about style. <laughs> and, yeah. And one of the coolest presentations I ever saw, and I saw uh, Peter give it twice, was Peter Buchart. Um, he he did this presentation he called it is it when he was still at new belgium This was like 20 years ago and the the presentation was called 10 minutes of pleasure you know, i know it's like carbonic maceration i've never yeah, had 10 done. minutes of pleasure <laughs> yeah,
4: ever solid two minutes <laughs> yeah. and 15 i don't know what he's out. talking about but i'll follow along. <laughs>
0: i will follow so so the the idea was was around like you know, uh, everywhere, in the, particularly in America, people are so into style, and mm-hmm. and yet in Belgium they don't care. And the idea was like the average person drinks a beer in about ten minutes, and they drink it, it's gone, and then it's what's next. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. compared it to a piece of art, and it was this really of course cool he presentation. Did. <laughs> and um, I love, but it was yeah. just that it was just that idea of like, don't worry about style. Yeah. It's like drink the beer, enjoy it. Don't freak out. Don't break it down and. Mm-hmm. Freak
1: out if it's not the right bu's for this and that. And um, was that a bit freeing for you? Like, had you were you thinking about Beer Styles before that? Did that make you sort of go? Oh, yeah. Okay. I can do whatever the fuck. Yeah. Especially
0: <laughs> for these kind of beers. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd been to Belgium before. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, probably a couple times. Yeah. But it was, it was nice to hear it from someone that I had a lot of, have a lot of respect mm. for still. Yeah. So, I
1: could listen to him for days, by the way. Yeah. Uh, his kids speak better English than he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of his charm. Yeah. Uh I'm happy to hear the temptation was your, was your first. And I'll tell you why I'm going to give you my, my top three Russian river beers right now. And, uh, Number one has been beatification since the day I tried it. I told you that. That's just one of those beers that kind of just smacked me across the face, and I've never been able to forget it. Um, uh, Temptation is number two. Blind Pig is number three. Uh, STS, by the way, is now... Ooh, actually, there. actually <laughs> oh. STS and Blind Pig switch places about ooh. once a month. Uh, oh, about once a month. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I go Good back and share. forth between those know. two. But Temptation, you've been doing for so long, and it's such yeah. a great, great, great beer. It, it's very unique, I think, to you guys. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's both. Um, it's both complex... And easy at the same time. It's a very
0: easy drinking beer. It ages really well. And it gets really complex and gets these really cool champagne notes over time. Because it continues. Because we, uh, whereas uh, like supplication or consecration, we do not bottle condition it with Brett. We just use Saccharomyces, some Saccharomyces wine yeast. Mm -hmm. But with Temptation, we use a mix. And so it's kind of Orval style where it's a Brett finished beer, which is my favorite style. And so the idea is that it changes, continues to change over time. And so you do develop this complexity. It
1: continues to ferment, and it continues to get drier and drier and drier. Yet it's it's approachable enough that you can give it to almost anybody. So in other words, you don't have to be a beer geek to appreciate it. Yeah. If you're a beer geek, you're going to talk about how complex it is. Like is. Yeah. We're going to sit down and talk yeah. about that. But otherwise, you just give it to somebody who doesn't care much about beer, and they're going to yeah. go, what is
4: that? Yeah, that right. is
1: something else. That's what I mean by it's simple. And um, yeah, that one's one of my favorites. Thank you. STS. Can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Is this a beer that, that should go into these open top fermenters? Is this is something that you think will benefit from that because you want to get rid of those volatiles you were yeah, talking about? Under,
0: hundred, everything.
1: All the STS
0: is now made in open tops. Oh, it oh, is? Oh, wow. 100%. The open we don't, tops are wow. for
5: this beer. Yeah, yeah, really? Pretty
0: much. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and I've had other brewers... Um, especially from Europe, say, why would you make your, you know, Pilsner in an open top? We went to some breweries in Germany during our many trips as we were building or designing this place because uh, our tanks in the brew house came come from Germany and they only made their Hellas. Okay. In, in, and so, for the same reasons that those breweries do that, because traditionally in Germany, you think of open tops for um, like wheat beers, for like classic German wheat beers, unfiltered mm-hmm. wheat beers, sure. and whatnot. And uh, you know, and you get a lot of those spicy clove notes and banana notes depending on the yeast strain Mm -hmm. because you can really adjust the fermentation temperature a lot more but for a beer like a pilsner or a hellas or just to say any light beer lighter style beer you really like you can take some really clean flavors and make it even cleaner i see by having this tool to play with by to be able to ferment it you know, in this shallow tank so that you can blow off the fermentation byproducts. Yeah, is it getting down to the nuances of 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 brewing and can the average person... Maybe I wouldn't notice, yeah. Maybe the average person couldn't, but, you know, we can. Right. I remember Chris Kramer, when he came here for the first time, Chris owns Carl Strauss, hmm. and he's a big STS fan and he had it. He goes, this STS is just a, a little... Cleaner and different, and you know, is this so yeah, if you know, you can probably tell, yeah, um, it's probably nuanced differences, but it's almost like I was just reading a um, a thread on um, <laughs> Master Brewer's um, bl- uh, post on this email thing they do, or I can't remember what they call it, but they were talking about dissolved oxygen and TPO and yeah, there was a lot of talk on there about like, well. Does it matter between, oh, he's good. like, if like you can't tell 10 parts per billion difference in total package oxygen? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it's like, yeah, maybe you can't, but it's a sign of how tight our brewing mm-hmm. is. yeah And the fact that we can be in the bottle with our Pilsner IPA under 20 parts per billion total package oxygen... Like we were talking which about Which is the amazing. Other day. We were talking yeah, about this. Just, de-
1: What's the, just so our listeners know, what, what would be the industry standard for parts per billion? I mean, most breweries we consider sixty to be good. Be good, oh, yeah. and yeah. we're talking. By the way, folks, when, when you package a beer bottle, can, whatever, uh, obviously, d- dissolved oxygen. Uh, you want to measure it. The, the the less you have, the better. Uh, certainly for shelf life, shelf stability, okay. flavor stability.
3: Is TPO in parts per billion? Yep. If okay. your
0: TPO is in parts per million,
3: what's million a million t- or billion? Yeah, you know, billion,
0: billion. But billion, if you're okay. in parts per million, if you read parts per million, uh-huh. you've got you. You need to. Clean up your <laughs> yeah. your beer's not going to be yeah, but, very but, good. but you know what? But you know tri-clamp. what? At the same time, though, if if you were to connect your um, DO meter to your tank mm-hmm. and your beer was parts per million, at least you know. Like at least you're not just sticking your head in the sand, yeah. Being like, well, I don't want to know. Hmm. It's better to know and and then be able to correct it. When we started uh, packaging at our old production brewery, we had this old Clunker of a bottling line, and it, I think we are at like three or four hundred parts per billion, okay, maybe even five hundred, which is a lot, mm-hmm. and and yet at least we knew, and it became very evident to us that we need to replace this thing as soon as possible. Sure, and so we are able to invest in what's now our funky. Filler here, Hmm. and then we whittled it down, and we got to like 50 parts per billion, and I was pretty stoked. And then we're like, well, what can we do to get even lower? Because then it became like our religion, as I always say. Part, you know, TPO is what our does TPO
1: stand for? Total
0: package oxygen. Total package yeah, oxygen, which is
1: different than just DO. Like yeah. someone, DO okay. is
0: dissolved oxygen. So okay. you measure DO in the tank, mm-hmm. and you can measure DO dissolved oxygen in the bottle. But the true way to measure your oxygen in your bottle will be TPO, total package oxygen, with okay. this special. piece of equipment. And you can measure it with a DO meter and then do a calculation, but it's not the same. And most Mm -hmm. small breweries confuse DO and TPO, or shaken DO with true TPO. Mm -hmm. And, And at the end of the day, the TPO is is the measurement it's the real up because it's everything in the bottle? It's headspace. It's what's in the beer. Does it account for what's already been used to oxidize the beer itself? That that's a that's a good question and comment because you you need to get your bottle or can from the bottling or canning line to the tests as soon as possible and and so you would typically put it on a shake table for five minutes and then put it in the machine and and even if you don't have the tpo the expensive you know crazy Mm -hmm. one like Mm -hmm. like we do um you at least want to do the shake test connect it to your do meter And then do your calculation and you want to do it as fast as possible because it's because the beer is reactive it'll start taking up the oxygen just like that as soon as you package it as soon as you Mm -hmm. package it yeah so that's why doing a, a tpo reading on your bottle or can isn't any good if you do it two days later mm. because at that point you would be like oh yeah man I'm at yeah, like, <laughs> <deal>. I'm at <laughs> like five you're parts per billion nailed yeah. it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's because the, the oxygen has already absorbed into the beer but you're not going to see the flavor profile degradation yeah. for weeks okay. Okay. okay
1: but it's it's already absorbed in. so you want to do that test right away so so here in this conversation that Vinny and I had about this the, the other day uh, and you're just sort of leading into it where you said you know You got to 50, and you're like, cool, this is cool. But now it's sort of a challenge for you. Um, And I want to talk about where you've gotten now, too. But you did make a comment uh, because now you guys are down to something like 20, which is apparently ridiculous. We're well under 20 Uh, now. We're we're
0: 15 to 17.
1: But we were talking about other brewers, and we weren't naming brewers. It wasn't a thing like that. But we were saying that it's common for brewers to to say something like, um, well, I'm selling everything I make anyway. And so it's fine. Uh, and by the way, whatever the process might be, whether that be no. TPO or, 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 or dry, dry hopping, well, I'm selling all the beer I make anyway. Mm. And Vinny made this statement that I thought was very indicative of your success, by the way, which is, well, so do we. Right, And by the way, now I'm going to paraphrase you a little bit. Like this, is, this is, As you said it to me, I was thinking this, like Vinny sells every fucking drop of beer he makes before he makes it, yet he still looks to improve on quality. So right. in other words, just because you sell every drop doesn't mean you shouldn't care deeply about the rest of the process and, and every part of that. And I thought that was just a real indicator you can pick an industry of yeah. successful people or experts at their craft versus People who just sell stuff, uh, and I thought that was just really something because, yeah, you guys sell all the beer too. Yet you're still looking to get below. Now that you've reached twenty, you're going to try to get below. Ten's always been my goal. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. right. we're at seventeen,
0: been right. our average. The last like eight runs, we've like wow. been under wow. twenty. But but Natalie and I didn't start with anything, and we and our lab started with literally a microscope mm-hmm. and a hem- hemiostatometer, which is the little. Uh, grid cartridge that you put into your microscope to count yeast. That's what we started our, our lab with. you and, gotta start and we, somewhere. You got to start, <laughs> sure. start somewhere. Instead and of just
1: saying, I don't need a lab or I can't afford a lab, yeah. uh, just have yeah. something. Or I
5: don't need a lab because I sell everything yeah. I make. Yeah. And that's you right. can,
1: I, I
4: can't remember. Not I was, I was,
1: it's not a good excuse. And hopefully over time as the craft becomes even more and more expert, I mean it's still a young industry, it right? Is. As it becomes more and more expert, maybe those are the folks that will continue to get weeded out, right? But I still think it's just a great approach to take. Yes, my beer's good. Yes, I sell every drop. Yes, I can still always get better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. right?
0: Like, you that's can, your approach. You can
1: count yeast on a Fisher
0: Price. Kids, literally, like, that, that's... That that's, microscope, yeah. 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 It's, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, you could do it on that. Yeah. yeah. So. And
3: what I was most impressed with was putting a brand new brewery, six months old, there's a bottling line, but no canning line. Mm.
4: you stop right there because we're going to do that Yes, we're
1: going to talk about that Uh, I'm going to get us to a break first got to mention a couple things I do want to just tag on to this it doesn't really matter what size you are or how rudimentary your brewery is I went to Montana at a a brewery there uh, Phillipsburg uh, Brewing Company Mm -hmm. tiny brewery in Phillipsburg, Montana there's a video of it on our YouTube page and I got to do a brew day with the brewer, and he actually now that I think he was doing a bit of a Pliny clone. Oh, cool! Uh, or maybe it was a Pliny yeah. clone. It turned out great. Yeah. Whole hops. Um, anyhow, that's because you were there. We're in the yeah, maybe so. <laughs> uh, and we're in the we're in this tiny like think Montana, like quintessential Montana. This tiny pub on a tiny system. And um, during the brew day, uh, I'm like watching the kettle or whatever I'm doing. Uh, he goes into the back and he comes back with a fucking microscope. And he sits down at the bar with his microscope (laughs) and does his yeast count to prepare to pitch into that beer. That's Mm. awesome. That's what I thought, too. I looked at him and I said, "Good for him. you are amazing right now. He's like, well, I got to know how many cells I'm pitching, don't I? And I got to know that they're clean. And like he just was really, I'm telling you, this was uh, not that it should matter. We're talking like a three barrel batch. I don't know what. But he went back and he got his microscope and he sat down at the bar and he did his thing. Uh, It's important. Because it matters. I
5: mean it matters. I mean I think everybody should feel the same way we do. This yeah. is this is us. This is our name. Yeah. This is, you know, this might as well say Vinny and Natalie IPA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right across you the blind bottle. Yeah,
5: if a brewer doesn't feel that way, then yeah, maybe, maybe this isn't the right business. But you know, you just you put your heart and soul out there, and yeah, it's just like having people over for dinner. If you're going to make them a really nice meal, you want to make sure it's the best, yeah. right. That it can hmm. be. Yeah, yeah, you, don't you, don't,
0: to, you don't have to start. I mean, yeah, we have a we have a really nice lab now. And now, we've spent how some, many years yeah. later? stupid <laughs> sure. amounts of yeah. money on it, but Russian mm-hmm. River is now from Corbell day one. Mm-hmm. I think we're. Is this twenty three years?
5: Yeah, uh, 20, yeah 22, 97. 20, 20. Okay, yeah.
0: twenty two right 22 now. Twenty two years, yeah. Years. So we didn't have a lab to start, but we we grew into it, and and there was a point when um, we wouldn't buy anything if we couldn't pay cash for it, mm-hmm. and um, and so I would come to Natalie. Those days with, over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now that you want a super lab, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. but like like yeah, we that was about the only thing that we would probably was the only thing that we would spend money on that we didn't look at return on investment. Okay. Like I would, I would say to Natalie, like, Hey, um, we weren't, we didn't have a yeast brink yet to store yeast. Um, we were like literally pulling it, storing it in you know, food grade trash cans. I'd go in and stir it every day and it's not the best environment. So I said to Natalie, I said, okay, like we need a yeast brink. Um, and here's why. And I could ex- tell her that, well, the yeast will be healthier. We could cut two days off of fermentation because we had more viability. thus the fermentations and the beer was cleaner. But then, and so
1: that was easy. It's like Can oh, I just geez. say that I picture you as like a 15-year-old boy going in like to convince her, like, like honey, listen, okay, here's all the reasons we need it. Like, this yeah. is how I yeah. picture you going in, like hat in hand.
4: <laughs> yeah. It could be my
3: birthday <laughs> present and my Christmas present this year.
4: Right. Right, for
0: yeah. the yeah. next five years. That's yeah. 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 So how I picture it happening equipment, I would, I would, you know, we would talk and I would say, okay, like, you know, here's uh, the TPO, you know, machine It's fifty, sixty thousand $60,000, but here's why we need it. Yeah. And it was always like, okay, of course. Cause, cause Natalie runs the business side. Yeah. Done. We have the money. Let's spend it on it. And we bought that within, I think six or 12 months after we started bottling at the old production. Oh, market.
1: wow. Yeah. Oh, so you bought it even back then? Yeah. So yeah. you say, I just want to clarify, because you say you do these things without thinking about ROI, and so maybe the ROI is not very calculable. However, it's it, It's an intangible ROI, mm-hmm. because yeah. the you guys do have a reputation of clean, great, shelf-stable yeah. beer, Um That's your intangible ROI of that thing. I I guess there's a return.
0: And I hope I hope that we become, you know, like a model for Mm -hmm. other breweries to and they understand that you don't have to do it overnight. You don't need everything. Well,
2: for for me, in my brewery, it's always been like, how much does it cost to dump a batch of beer, and how much is the tool that would save that batch of beer if you could mm. analyze what you're doing ahead of time? Mm. So, it's a no-brainer. You know, you, like every brewery, can afford a microscope and a hemocytometer and the time and effort required to check your yeast.
0: That's that's,
1: a great, that's a great way to to look mm. at it. And
2: as as your batches get bigger, you know, maybe you can afford (laughs) them. It's
1: (laughs) only a couple before you're buying that piece of equipment. Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
2: I I honestly would love a um, a DO meter. Yeah. And that's probably on our, yeah. you know, that's on our wish list of mm-hmm. the next purchases yeah. we have for lab And equipment.
0: And the cool thing with like DO is that they're not all $25,000. Yeah. There are $7,000 DO meters. And you know, $7,000 mm-hmm. is a ton of money mm-hmm. for any business, even mm-hmm. if you're big. But... And and maybe it's not quite as accurate as the $25,000 one, but it's almost like my analogy of, you know, if you, if you're in, if your DO is in parts per million, okay, it's not good, but at least, you know, and like, and the $7,000 DO meter isn't maybe quite as accurate as the $25,000 one, but at least, you know, and within range, our, our, we're now on our third iteration of DO meter. We started with like a. Seven five or seven thousand dollar do meter, and then we upgraded to this fifteen thousand dollar one, and then we upgraded to the twenty five thousand dollar ones mm. that we have now. But we did it in time, and we did it in steps. <clears throat> sure, and uh, along the way, we um, gave one of our do meters to Yvonne debates at Dale N. And that uh, we gave him his first DO meter, and I'm very proud of that. Cause love, yeah, because I love Yvonne. He like, makes great beer too, so yeah. you should be proud of him. I mean, yeah. the dude talks about yeast with she. She does this and she, she does that. that. She yeah. makes me so crazy sometimes.
4: Oh my like, god! How can you not
1: love a guy that yeah. Yeah. speaks of yeast like that? Right. He's so passionate. Oh my god! So. By the way, I'm going to speak for Teresa. You know, when your twenty-five thousand dollar one is only worth like three grand, she'll be. Right Ready. She'll be next. In uh, I know. Yeah. She'll be like, cool.
2: I'm set for hand-me-downs. No, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I will attend your garage sale uh, yeah, yeah. with a full pocket. <laughs> All
1: right. I'm going to get us to a break because we have more to talk about, including more about dissolved oxygen because uh, as Beardy brought up, I want to talk to you about why you don't have a canning line. I thought uh, big new brewery. It's the new thing. Everyone seems to have a yeah. canning line. So when we come yeah. back, we're going to do that. But first, we're doing a blind tasting too, right? We're doing that. I lied. We have a, a one more break. Okay, so we're going to come back. We're going to come back. We're to wait. We're going to talk I'm excited O2. for the blind tasting. And then we're going to make Beardy do a blind tasting. <laughs> I've set you up, Beardy. That's every tasting. Great, yeah, I'm, he, he I'm... can barely see already. <laughs> yeah. it's, kind of a, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but real quick before the break, I just want to point out that uh, usually I have a lighter in my pocket so I can always open a beer, and I don't today. And I wanted to open this STS Pills, and I reached inside, and I remembered that Vinny gave me the key to the brewery. <laughs> I have the master key to the entire Russian River, Windsor brewery. Uh, yes. I Here's feel like that. I have finally made it. Actually, <laughs> oh, I say both breweries? Yeah, did. actually, yeah. that one oh in the pub, too. Yeah. That's a Grand Master. That's right. He did ask yeah. me. He's like, what's the code on it? Well, he handed it to me, because I'm just moving in equipment, and I, said, and I didn't think about the time. I said, oh, thank you. That's great. And I put it in my pocket, and I started mm. eating. And Ten minutes later, I was like... Wait a fucking second.
3: You were very slow because he gave me the list of doors it got into, and I'm like, that's most of them.
1: <laughs> You're not getting what he just did. Not a newsflash. I am very slow. And I'm so, I, I do feel like I've made it. I have the key to the brewery. Can, Don't worry, I will give it back. Can I can I tell you the <laughs> But I do unjust. want to hold on to can it I for tell the rest you my of the quick show. <laughs> yes. Story? Yes. I once had a
0: similar situation. There was a master brewer's technical seminar at Sierra Nevada up in Chico. This was probably. 8 years ago maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. and um we this, this this happens most every it happens every other year. Usually it's in Chico, and then there's another uh, technical conference down in Paso Robles. So this was the one in Chico, and we had our brewing crew there, which at the time was like four or five people. Okay, and uh, we we stay overnight and do the whole thing. It's a two day thing. So Ken Ken comes up to me and he goes, "Oh, are you here with your team?" And I said, "Yeah," and he uh, gives me a scan card. And he's like, "Yeah, uh, if you want to show your your crew around, just
1: Wow, yeah. Nice.
0: Just oh. just yeah, take them wherever." Yeah. And I kind of had the same moment. I'm like, and I thought about, it, I'm like, postman's
3: <laughs> scan card and- yeah. is it made out of copper? Gold. <laughs> gold, Yeah. Gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and 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 I ran into a few of the crew at Sierra Nevada that night and it came up and and they were like, you know, his scan card goes into rooms that like no one else can get yeah, into. Yeah. Oh. And, and then the next day, um, the, you know, the, um, like midday in the conference, and I think he was leaving early. So he came down and tapped me on the shoulder. I need my scan card <laughs> back. Me yeah. so, I, so I gave it back to him. Yeah. And he whispers, he goes, hey, did you use it? Like, fuck no, I didn't use it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same. So I, I
1: would never, know. right? But there's
4: that <laughs> is funny.
0: But the but the thing is, is still his son Brian never lets me live it down. He's like, you had the golden key to the yeah. entire Sierra Nevada brewery. Right. And you didn't use it, yeah. you dumbass. See.
4: Do
3: yeah. <laughs> you didn't even swipe it to just see the light go green the the door? I never even door. used it. Like not no. even go open the door, just uh, be like, oh, man. it did work. I didn't Here's use the thing.
1: thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know when someone is respectful enough to give them the key. You, in other yeah. words, you never would have gotten the key if he exactly. felt like you... And, by the way, probably the same thing. Like, you knew if I was going to go running mad around Russian River, <laughs> even though I had to unload my equipment, you still would... You would have been like, someone will let you in.
0: I was just worried that the security guard would be like, son, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, I swear, Ken, he'd be like, you stole this. What happened to Ken Grossman? Yeah. Did you beat him up to get this?
5: Get arrested? Uh, yeah, I was going to get zip-tized. arrested by
0: the Sierra Nevada cop. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: No. They have they
0: have police that's here. They and have, have, they their, have own their own. own Time. I don't know. Okay.
4: Oh, they yeah. must.
1: They have their own everything. Right. So. They have their yeah. own key maker. So.
4: <laughs> For example, you've seen The
1: Matrix, but they, they have that. Uh, Anyways, I,
0: I when you told me that earlier, I had yeah. the very like this flashback of Ken giving me his scan card and me not using it. It like did. A dumb yeah,
1: it didn't hit me. But once it did, I was like, oh. All right, you have made it. You've got the key yeah. to the brewery, my you friend. Did, oh, you've
0: my used it. You used it. To
3: open up that bottle of STS,
1: I did use it for that, and I opened one door. Uh, to, yeah. Let's be re- maybe two, two yeah. doors. So they, they were, but they were on the way here. Yeah. I, they were. I not tried there. to find the fob,
0: but I couldn't find one. So that's all I had in my stash of keys.
3: <laughs> There's a fob <laughs> with a button
1: that just unlocks the whole brewery building. Uh, it's, it's like, no, it, what he's saying like is, when he's saying no, it was, oh, would have been oh. less access. He had to give me more yeah. access. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. now the
0: fob would have gotten you in the same places. Uh-oh. Okay, well, um, i never use my the only the only room that my key, I use my key is our open top rooms because wow. only brewers have access to the open top rooms. Okay. Hmm. And they're not on a fob. They're on a, a true key. And is that because so. those do have to be kept clean and yeah, pristine? Yeah, we, we worry about safety as well, that mm-hmm. we don't watch yeah. anyone. Yeah. I mean, you, CO2 is a concern. Yeah. yeah, the CO2, and there's CO2 detectors in those rooms. And so, it's, yeah, it's a safety thing. Okay. So Do they, I know
1: we're supposed to get us to a break, but do they just vacuum CO2 isn't the, constantly? Isn't that the
0: cool thing about internet? I know, like, we just like, do whatever. whatever. <laughs> do
1: whatever. I was so. thinking about that when you tour, yeah. when you were giving me the tour the other day. I just thought either, A, nobody's allowed in there at certain times, or you have a massive ventilation a massive system. Massive ventilation. Okay. Yeah.
5: That's why we had to value engineer the third room out, because it was so expensive expensive this I fancy see. yeah, yeah. We're, we're constantly pumping fresh air into the rooms and it's um it's, and
1: that has to be filtered
5: it's hepa filtered and it goes through uv light to kill any bacteria so it's 100 percent pure it. clean air that yeah. comes in
1: so you can walk in there at any time yeah. and not fear uh, co2 yeah. okay okay no, it's fine and uh, i was telling your crew earlier when i gave them a tour that and
0: I only thought about this the other day, the 10, we can, we have fermentation capacity in Open Tops for 10 batches of beer, and yet I think we could have, we can squeeze into that area, we could have put like 32 batches of maybe, maybe 24 whatever, like more than double, if not triple, the amount of capacity in closed-top fermenters. Mm. We could have done in that same space. Okay, Like our capacity but. is like 60 or 65,000 barrels here. It could have easily been well over 100,000 uh, barrels yeah. <laughs> if, we would, have, if we would have put uh. closed-top fermenters. And you know what? It For the amount of money for those, let's say like six or eight closed-top quadruple batch fermenters, yeah. it probably would have been the same cost as the build-out. Of oh Because the floors are still sloped. There's drains below. Mm-hmm. And yet you don't have all this infrastructure and HVAC. Two
4: floors. And two wow. floors. And like yeah. the engineering
0: of that room was stupid. Okay. That was one of the most painful parts of the design. Because you had this floor that was like Swiss cheese. Yeah. And you had to have all these holes. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and yet it still needed to be structural. Oh and so gosh. the cross members. And then every time we would change, the, the structural engineers would be like, okay, here's our design. And we'd be like, well, that doesn't work. And they'd be like, well, it has to. And I'm like, well, we can't because the glycol can't connect. Where you have a column is right where the glycol connection is. Yeah. And then they would go back to the drawing board and come back with something even beefier and because now there's less columns. Wow. And and then it was like, it was so expensive. That is a nightmare. And, and that's exp- why, yeah. and that's what, why what we charge this? engineers twice as much money when they come to the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you
1: guys on budget just hearing about this? Could be a simple answer or a different, yeah. No,
4: no, no, it no. was
1: over.
5: That was blown okay. before we even broke ground. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah,
1: we okay.
0: lost a bet to Brian Grossman on that. Yeah. Oh. We owe, we owe Brian oh. and Gina Grossman a trip to Belgium.
1: Because... But we
5: can't afford it. <laughs> we can't
1: afford it. That <laughs> budget's been blown. Uh-huh. Yeah, just come have Belgium beer with us. Uh, because, did you say you guys wouldn't go over budget at all or was there a range?
5: There was a range. And you mm. and their
1: range we, was much we, higher.
5: Yeah, we blew
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Like, like double? You know,
4: like was, what was range? Range? Uh, yeah, what was your range?
1: You said you'd go over by 50%? Uh, you
5: know, it was, it was more like a number. No,
1: it was a number.
0: I it was, yeah.
1: a it was an it was over an, under.
5: It was an over under. Got it. Yeah,
1: we lost that.
5: We lost it.
1: How bad? Like, did they kill you? Did, was it we way? We killed def- it. Yeah, okay. we killed it. It
4: was way more. <laughs> <harder>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, success. We did. Yeah, hit
1: it out of the park. <laughs> well, okay. Just quickly before the break, I want to back up to the CO2 scrubbing because I want to tell a funny story about how some people don't pay attention to this stuff. Uh, a good friend of mine. I'm not going to say what brewery. I'm going to say it's not in the U- in the US though. Um, built a small brewery. Uh, had a party at said brewery. Everybody got drunk. Oh, no. And later, late at night at said brewery, they decided to turn the mash tun into a jacuzzi. So he put hot water into his mash tun. It's like a shallow mash tun, right? And they all jump in. It's hot water. Okay, cool. But it's not jacuzzi enough. We should turn on some bubbles. Ooh.
4: Oh,
1: no. Uh, That (laughs) does not sound safe. He goes, he turns on the bubbles. Uh. (laughs) Well, the bubbles. (laughs) They're having a good old time, probably for not too long, before someone starts getting a headache and Someone else is like, I don't feel so good. And then the guy brewery owner immediately, as much as happens, like, oh, shit. The bubbles are CO2. I, uh, he could like have killed them. Eat, oh, them. Yeah. oh, right. Yeah. Oh, why, are the lights, <laughs> why is everything getting dimmer right now? He hadn't thought of this the They were hammered, and par- they're partiers. Wow. Uh, I luckily, because I'm that kind of an idiot, had left just before jacuzzi time. Good. And everybody was fine. Everybody made it out. Like, luckily, symptoms started happening. And he goes, oh, that's not O2 that I'm pumping through. Mm. It's CO2. That's not smart. Wow. Not smart. Everybody gets out of said jacuzzi. Everyone's wow. all right. They had a good laugh because they're all partiers. And uh, <laughs> luckily, nobody died. But as you're telling me about the scrubbing and how it's like safe you guys are, I'm thinking of my friend and I'm like, oh, man, I just know so many idiots. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do this. I'm going to get us to a, a quick break. And when we come back, we got a lot, to, a lot of things to do. Uh, um, we're going to talk about uh, why there's no canning line at Russian River. Um, uh, we're going to Beardy's going to get a blind tasting before the show is over.
3: <laughs> if there's one thing you can do, That's it's, right. give a blind it's give me a blind tasting. I'm
1: excited for that, actually.
0: Right? We've already talked about it. You don't know yet. Right. I don't even know what I'm tasting. Yeah, It's okay. And, uh, You're not going to know. Uh, well. <laughs>
3: That's right. Is it going to be beer? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And it's good beer. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not like we're giving you crappy beer. Oh, okay. yeah. It's really good beer. Well, because he's yeah. in charge. Well, Otherwise, I'd be yeah. giving you fuck It's not yet. Justin's beer. <laughs> River. No, it's yeah, so, our beer. Okay. It's Russian River beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: Then it's all going to be great yeah. already. I can tell you. You'll be it. all right. You'll
0: yeah. be fine. There's no
1: wrong answer. It's oh. kind of the cool. Thing. <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh-huh. Well, there maybe is. Yeah. <laughs> We're there's, hoping for there's, an, there's an answer that we get to make fun of you for. It yeah. oh, might boy. not be a wrong answer. Okay. All right. Hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the session live at Russian River Brewing Company, the new facility in Windsor, California. And uh, we're in the cool ship room, which just keeps changing as the daylight changes too. It just keeps getting nicer and nicer and... uh, I, I bet you guys spend a lot of time just coming up here. If you need a if you need a break or a breather, do you just yeah. pop in here?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And oh, yeah. the neat the neat thing about the cool ship is on the days when we have WART in it, word kind of spreads. Okay. Yeah. And employees want to come up here, <laughs> and the, the, like the tour guides have access, and they get, yeah. everyone gets really excited just to be a like,
1: part of it. Yeah, just to come in and check it out and see it. And so when I came in it. earlier today, I came in around one uh, o'clock, um, and you had put the the word in about an hour or two before two that. Two hours before, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we could see each other. You could see the steam coming off, but it wasn't a room full of steam. But boy, was it humid. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, that stuck around. But right now, it's really nice. So mm-hmm. in other words, this old technology of the Cool Ship really works. It's only been a few hours, and it's nice and cool in here. <laughs> Everyone's skin looks great. Yeah. 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 I do My yeah. curls. Yeah. It's like going to the yeah. like... spa. Yeah. a yeah. yeah. spa day. Spa treatment yeah. with wort. But yeah. you, you, you have it for this spontaneous fermentation but it, i mean originally it was just designed to cool wort right yeah, yeah. back
0: in the day i mean some you know. some brewers said just surface area yeah and like we were talking about copper oh yeah you know earlier and how copper is a better conductor of energy right and cool it down cool it down so it would cool faster and you know the fact that you don't want to Sitting on the ground, if possible, to get airflow underneath it. Specifically, thinking, you know, hundred years ago, copper vessel, right? That that you would get airflow underneath as well. Yeah, and uh, sure. and it was neat that we were able to go back to an old brewing book and kind of take some pointers sure. from it to. To
1: design it. That's so funny because you were literally a book that hasn't even been written for most of your brewery. Yeah, your tech- it's called The Technology yeah, it's, You're Doing. It's two words. It's called Ken Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> and then going back to the old school over here yeah. with this. Yeah, no, no, no. It's,
0: it's true. If you That's what I like the, the kind of the, when you walk through. The door into Funky, yeah. You are in this red hallway, and it's different lighting. The way that Natalie designed it, Mm -hmm. and it's like a juxtaposition. It's the difference. It is you
5: are entering a new world, and that was the whole because it is it's, it's actually a completely separate brewery. The only thing that we share is a brew house. But everything else is completely different. We have, you know, we have our own tanks in the Funky Brewery. We have our own, obviously, the barrels, Mm -hmm. our own bottling line. The old bottling line is now the bottling line for the Funky Brewery. Okay. So we have a second bottling line for for all the sour barrel-aged beers. So it's a completely—and we even have—it has its own brewer. And his name's Al.
1: Is and he not allowed on the clean side? Al is
5: not allowed on the clean side. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, he'll go and run a centrifuge. But okay. other than that... Yeah.
1: But he I, has to wear mm-hmm. separate... We
0: have separate shoes and gloves. And, and it's a funny thing when you we have a new hire... And you're, you're, showing them the ropes on brewing and whatnot. And you're like, oh, and by the way, if you work in funky, you can't wear those clothes tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. doing laundry. <laughs> you actually yeah. say this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: And yeah. if you yeah. go to the pub after your shift, you need to walk around. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, uh, there, uh, years ago, I was interviewing uh, the brewer from uh, the owner uh, from Captain Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, New York. And he was doing funky Scott. stuff way back then. Yeah, yeah. And he was—he was his brewery was next door to a winery. And he was saying to us back then that the the vintners wouldn't come into his brewery. Oh yeah, they just refused. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not coming into brewery. We, Natalie once gave a tour to you know, some winemakers.
5: Yeah, don't touch anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's Brett. Got got it's everywhere. Don't yeah. touch anything. <laughs> yeah. That was at yeah. the old brewery. We just we just hosted a. Uh, Beer and wine yeast symposium. Well, there was not, we didn't host it, but we hosted the hospitality night for it. It was a beer and wine yeast symposium down at Ronert Park. It's for about 100, 110 people, Mm -hmm. and their big hospitality night we had here. And we can open up the guided tour walkway and the self guided uh, tour walkway into one big loop. And it's all looking down into the brewery and there's the tasting bars along the way and we open up the cool ship room. Yeah. So we greeted them and half of them are more than half of them are winemakers. So the of course what did we give them when they came into the door? <laughs> we handed them a glass of sanctification, our hundred <laughs> percent brittanamyces fermented yeah. beer. Yeah. Oh. And I wanted to prove to them that like you can make really nice clean flavors. With this, yeah, and we have a friend in here in Sonoma County who's making 100% Brett wine. She's making a Pinot Gris, and it's absolutely a lovely wine because Brett expresses all of its, you know, negative flavors in wine and unique flavors in beer because it is more conducive to beer. It does it when it's under a stressful condition, Hmm. but when you you know pitch it at normal pitch rates and aerate it like you would normally for a Saccharomyces cerevisiae yeast, you know at 10 or 12 parts per million uh, oxygen um, to help make the yeast grow and bud and so on and so forth. Yeah. It actually makes beautiful beer. Yeah. And, hmm. uh, and so and so I just wanted to prove that to these winemakers. That it could be good. Yeah. Of course, have fun with them, too, yeah. and make fun of them a little. And but. contaminate them from the inside out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some friends of mine in, in France were showing me, they call it... Um, the term that they use that maybe they're just translating is natural wine, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Uh, which is kind of, you know, yeah. certain
1: wineries in France are doing the same thing, which is yeah. basically spontaneously That's, fermented wine. It is. You don't age it. You don't sit it in the cellar, but it's wonderful uh, mm-hmm. the way they were making it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and there's yeah.
5: wineries around here that are making natural wine. Are
1: they saying the same thing? Is that the, yeah. the same natural term here? Okay. Yeah. 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 And we
5: go back and forth. We okay. go back and forth. So yeah. it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There, yeah. Wineries are always better at marketing.
0: Yeah, you know, they <laughs> yeah. natural wine instead of they sort of have to be you know spontaneous, or they'll call it native yeast fermentation. Yeah, I we see say it. wild. Yeah, They're you're right. Better.
1: We are not very good yeah. at this, are we? <laughs> you know, Matt, Matt yeah. Reynoldson
0: and I used to always talk about you know because Firestone's in the middle of wine country too, uh, down there in Paso, and like how wineries have you know all these other you know variables that the winemakers have no control over, other mm. you know vintage. Um, vineyard designation, you know, appellation, blah, 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 blah. Yields. Yield, and then, yeah, and they yeah. charge, you know, they change the pricing of their wine based on Accordingly. It. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're, they're just better at marketing. Yeah. What I they have to, <laughs> by necessity, right?
1: Or none of them would,
0: they would they stay in business. business. They also have yeah. better lobbyists. Yeah. Because yeah. they have one and a half percent alcohol difference on what their alcohol is. And we in the beer industry. In the,
5: on the label. Oh, on the label, the label. We
0: only have 0.3. Oh, very Wow. And
4: yet, wow. and yet,
0: I, I always say, like, yeah, but they have a year before they need to bottle. <laughs> yeah, you
4: can, you can you have plan, all this plan for that. Time. they can plan yeah. for it.
0: And yet, beer or ale, we have two, three weeks. Well, and, and you already ordered
3: the labels to be printed a month ago. Yeah. yeah, of
0: course, it's of course it's being based on. There's, I'm sure, it was on alcohol that beer back then was like four and five percent alcohol, and yeah, you know, yeah. one and a half
1: swing on five percent's a lot different yeah. than. But there from, are other places yeah. that you know that the lo- they have better lobbyists too. Like just <laughs> yeah. just liquor laws in general, uh, how I mean. you're allowed to promote. Remote, where you're allowed to go. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing.
0: Well, Nat- Natalie and I, are we're huge wine drinkers. We yeah, love yeah. wine. Probably we do drink more wine at home, at home. than mm-hmm. beer. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, we'll open a bottle of wine and be like... Th- What's the alcohol? Okay, first, it's in like negative font numbers on yeah. wine labels yeah, 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 it's like yeah, so right. small. Reading yeah. glasses don't even. Help. Yeah, and it's, mm-hmm. and of course right. it's harder when you're getting old. Yeah, plus, and, you've had two bottles by then. But <laughs> yeah. go on. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'll be like, I don't think that's thirteen point nine percent alcohol. So we'll save a little yeah. and bring it into our super duper antipar and be like, oh, it's it's like sixteen point one. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey.
4: 1.5 what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. Exactly.
0: Amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, just to wrap up the two different sides of the brewery, too, before we go to another. I like, Natalie, that you. you it's not just about the beer. You, you made it look and feel different, too. Probably not just for the tour, but maybe even for yourselves. So like, when you walk from one side, you know that you're going to have a different experience at the other side. Yeah. Both how you taste it and how you see it and all that. So, I really I appreciate the way that you did that.
5: Do you love this door?
1: Uh, the door is amazing. Um <laughs> Am I allowed to say... Say whatever you want. Okay. Because I was like, this door, wow. And, I, and in my head, I'm thinking like where did you get it like you got this made he's imported and uh, and Vinny just blurts out I got it on eBay <laughs> <laughs> and it's this beautiful for folks at home I'll take I'll do video of that too but it's this I beautiful abbey door you know with a peak at the top and it's got the like the the speakeasy door so you can yep. see who's banging down it what's the password and the you know the whole frame and I I just could especially looking at the whole brewery I'm like yeah. you hired a monk to like make this for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody tore
4: down a church yeah. so we could have yeah. the door.
1: Exactly. And Vinny's yeah. like,
4: eBay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was our
0: brewery warming gift from one of our contractors. Yeah, our contractor, so our general cool.
5: contractor found it on eBay because yeah. yeah. I was showing everybody oh. images of what I was yeah. looking for. And so we were like going to oldchurchdoors.com. Yeah. And right. You know, I would email people and say, hey, could you keep your eyes up? This is what I'm looking for. And And so there was this whole hunt for the door. And then Steve shows up to one of our meetings. He's like, is this what you're
4: looking for? Like, like, yeah, that's why. Buy. buy now. <laughs> I love it. See, you know what? It's actually just
1: fitting. Technology. And, I, and I remember
0: it was that. sitting in the corner of the barrel room in a huge crate that it got shipped in. The shipping was probably more than the door itself. Oh, my gosh. I bet. And, um, and he goes, you want to see it? I'm like, no, actually, I don't. I want to wait until it's in. Oh, I mean, I, mean, I, I heard the
5: description. I wanted to see it, the data so. right. I'm sure you did. I'm <laughs> like, tear that creative yeah. part. to see, see this. Yeah.
1: Well, and just so you know, folks, it, so the, the building itself, uh, it's from the outside. It's a little bit of, uh, you're going to describe this better than me, so correct me as I go, Natalie, but it's kind of like modern agriculture, like modern barn outside to me. It's got like, uh, you know, it's got some red color, some gray color. It's tall. It's got uh, peaked ceilings. As you come in inside of course the tasting room is very comfortable and modern farmhouse ish mm-hmm. modern farmhouse um, yeah as you go into the brewery it gets obviously a little more industrial mm-hmm. And as you keep going through the brewery, it's like industrial technology. And then you come to the side that we've been talking about, and you walk down the final corridor. And the final corridor now is painted red, a dark uh, crimson type of color, so it it warms up. To your left, you see the massive uh, uh, collection of of barrels Mm -hmm. where you're aging beer. Which And you smell the oak because it's open. You smell it immediately. Uh, Vinny, you might remember, I was immediately proud of you. When I walked in, I just looked down, and I went... Oh, I fucking remember your first barrel room. <laughs> I'm <am. laughs> so proud of you right now. And you see that, and you continue to walk down the corridor, and the temperature and too. Oh, yeah. it's, it's great, my
3: favorite place in the brewery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you are.
1: A, you're very cold-blooded, other than the cold room. Yeah, but the point of the here too is as you now look at the end of this corridor where the door is that we're talking about. It's not just a, a, a monastery-looking door. It's almost a it's almost an altar there there there's a stairway a wooden stairway lead that narrows at the top it's wide at the bottom that leads up to the door to this altar that is the cool ship room Uh, they're all leading to the door and i just i love the way you designed it And, and and the juxtaposition is why i sort of went through that whole description because it's nice as you come through and it just keeps changing and it's it's like a grand finale. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
5: and
0: it, now it, it's the Brewing Network studio. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah,
4: yeah,
0: yeah. Whatever you want it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got a key to the place. <laughs> That's right. yeah.
5: Originally, I wanted a sweeping staircase uh, with a radius to it. But I see. Um, throughout construction, we learned a lot about... You know, right angles and corners and <laughs> bendy things. As that you do. When you, when you start bending things into curves, they tend to cost
0: you know, five more. times
5: as much. I was going to say, Cur- it's curves. not just a little. <laughs> got a sort of sweeping staircase.
0: I, I think it looks great. Oh,
4: it beautiful. looks awesome. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I remember it's sitting cool. in
0: those design meetings, and, they, and it was getting value engineered down. And I'm. It must have been like um, I must have missed like one meeting or something because I thought we were going to end up with something that was just narrow. No, and I didn't realize
4: no, that. So I lie. was so happy. It, it has
1: to be. Yeah. The, if you didn't do the stairway the way you did, the door. Frankly, it would be very underwhelming. It wouldn't
5: yeah. be as grand. It needed, it needed to that. be a grand entrance. That was yeah. the whole vision. Yeah. it's and like uh, walking into church. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's the goal. Because I mean, yeah. the, a lot of people yeah. reference this as is, is going to
1: church. Sure. You know? And for a lot of people, let's, let's <laughs> yeah. be real. For a lot of people, this kind of thing is you yeah. know. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, the cool the cool thing is, is we still put in a, a, a wheelchair lift. I saw that. I I uh, yeah. That was yeah. very
4: important. And to it us. was important. <laughs>
0: and our our friend Corey, who um, lives in Oakland. Who has ALS is in a wheelchair, and he was mm-hmm. the first one to use it. Mm-hmm. And it was we were so happy because he was always the person we thought of during through all the ADA stuff. Yeah, was you know Corey is going to be here. Yeah, and, and we need to take care of yeah. Corey and others. Of course, you want to be accessible. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very it legal and right. But but Corey was our like and I was we were just so happy when he was the very first.
5: Yeah, it was really interesting. He he and his mom just happened to stop by that day to say hi, and so I was taking him on a tour and the the lift. Guys, installers. the elevator installers were here, oh, um, commissioning it that day, and so we walked up to the to the cool ship room, and I said, "Oh, you know, unfortunately, the guys are just installing it right now. We're not able to get you up there, but next time," and the guy said, "You know, actually, I just." Got it all hooked up and tested. Why don't we bring him up? We can I bring love him up this. right now. That's so we awesome. literally just turned it on, and we were yeah. able to that get our cool. friend Corey in here for the first that time.
1: That kind of makes my heart melt. That's yeah. perfect yeah, we, timing. It was perfect. Yeah. It was
5: yeah. it was meant to be. Yeah. yeah.
3: If you didn't care about having people in here, you could almost get another cool ship in here. <laughs>
5: <laughs> You're wasting some
3: space. Yeah. yeah.
5: Seriously. Yeah.
3: Sure.
4: yeah. Really are about the experience. Yeah. <laughs> sure.
3: Yeah. It's great because you have a bar in
1: here. Even
5: mm-hmm. so, people yep.
1: come and yep. drink. Well, the is yeah. cooling. Did yeah. we
5: talk about the wood in here?
1: You know, on the on the sour hour, but let's let's mention that now because I liked my joke about it too. Uh, <laughs> so, tell us about the wood because it's all bare. If there's no yep. paint, there's no finishing whatsoever. Um, tell us about the wood and where it's from.
4: Yep.
5: Sure. Well, yeah. um, this all of this wood is from Mills River, North Carolina. If you've ever been there, you know there's a beautiful brewery. It was built by our friends, uh, the Grossman family in Sierra Nevada, and so when we told Ken what we wanted to do in this room that we wanted to literally line the whole room with wood mm. um, he said, well I have a bunch of leftover wood from the construction of the new brewery, because they had to take some trees down on the property, which they okay. re- reused as much as they could, but then they didn't need it all, so sure. he just has it all stored in a barn or something And so we uh, he just sent us a list of what he had, and then we sent him our, our wish list. and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, a couple months later, um, a truck of uh, oak and yellow and white pine from North Carolina showed up. Showed so up. This is all yellow and white pine here, and uh, that bar is also um, from uh, from same the material. same material. Okay. Yeah. And that has no finish on it. It has a little bit of wax on it so you don't get splinters. I know, see. Like on the top, but um, otherwise there's no
1: no finish yeah. on but it. But all so. the this is all natural, as mm-hmm. we talked and about. It's, it's <laughs> so and the idea there is that you want something porous and to mm-hmm. go ahead and absorb whatever yeah. happens in here.
5: Yep. Yeah, much like okay. the inside of a barrel, if yeah. you will, because we want it to be its own living environment in here. So over time, you know, much like the the Lambic breweries will just it will create its own environment.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this, and it it also just it makes it look. I don't know, special too, because it's so unfinished. And so over time, though, I mean, who knows how it's going to change? This could turn black, right? Like anything could happen to this. Um, My joke was that when I was open, we opened our first Hop Grenade Tap Room, and my partners and I were looking for a second one, and we started looking in Santa Rosa, and one of our it was a joke, but not really a joke, was that if we opened close enough to the Russian River pub, if we just got your scraps, we would make it, <laughs> right? And this was kind of our thing. Like, had we found a place close enough, we might have done it. Um, and then as Vinny was telling me the story about this place, I was like, S- so he's not so different. He made a place out of Ken Grossman's scrap.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and if he could
1: just get Ken's scraps, he might make it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, Pretty
1: much. It's just on a different yeah. scale. Like, it was the same sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, You should try stand up. (laughs) Thank
0: you. (laughs) Actually, I want to tell one other Ken story about building the brewery. Um, Ken was was our mentor and, you know, shoulder to cry on when Mm. things weren't going right and Mm -hmm. whatever. But um, he would, he had the most like uncanny timing to call us and check in Okay, at the most like messed up times in the project when something wasn't going right or whatever. Wow. And, and then like an hour later, it'd be like, oh, I don't feel so bad, you know, because he'd help you. Cause, or, Cause or, he, and
5: he can relate.
3: He yeah. can relate. Yeah. He had been
0: through it before, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I remember driving home one, one night and he happened to call and it like some really bad stuff it had gone wrong and cost us a bunch of money and, okay and i set some in bed plates in the wrong place and that happened twice in the project my mistake was much smaller thankfully than the big one okay someone else had to pay for but anyways he's like ah, oh, the number of times that i had to like rip up concrete and re-pour and right. it just you know makes you feel better even though it's like on someone else's mistake, that sure. happened for them,
4: yeah, and yet I made
0: a similar mistake, and um it was uh it was very just. Not gratifying. That's the wrong word. It was
1: no, but you 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 need to relate to somebody in in these moments, and part of it is because you are hard on yourself for doing something that you think is stupid. Yeah. So I'm very hard on myself, and I can think about all these moments during construction of the hop grenade, which is a much smaller project, where I'm just you know I I make a decision, or or even if I'm doing building it myself, and it goes horribly wrong, and you just kind of go. What? That was a dumb move. Yeah. Like it was, ju- you, and you can, you know, because in hindsight, hindsight, you, you, you never would have done that, but you did it and and you, you just went along with it because you thought you knew what you were doing and it turns out you don't have a fucking clue what you're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can be very hard on yourself in those moments. And so when somebody that you look up to, somebody who's made it to a place like Ken Grossman says to you, do you know how many bonehead moves I have yeah, made? Right. It just helps you feel human again yeah. instead of just beating yeah. yourself up.
5: It's like a validation. Like, Oh,
1: we all do this. Yeah. yeah.
5: Even Ken does things like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Does that make sense? Like to me, no, that's, that's what it, it you is. You explained
0: it exactly how we felt after some, yeah. you know, pretty lame decisions or just moving too fast. And yeah. There's just like, you know, and, and at the end of the day, uh, any project of this size is going to have two or three or four like big, right? Like stumbles, right? Wh- whoever is at fault or whatever, it almost doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. but it's gonna it's inevitable because not only are, is it such a big project mm-hmm. and there's just so many moving parts, but we built this from shovel in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening day to the public was 18 months. Wow. So, okay, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. first, Brew was 17 months.
5: It was and, fast. And then they yeah. finished the Super pub. Fast. It was really fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: That's so, just, so you are already a glutton for punishment. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. I can just, I can remember being furious either at a person who had made a mistake or myself, like yeah. madder than I've ever been, yeah. right? Probably more mad at yourself. And, uh, <laughs> and usually, yes. <laughs> I even I if it was somebody else, because I'm yeah. like, well, I hired them and I didn't pay attention and I didn't do this. All of that was very real. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying people shouldn't feel it. But I do know that now, when somebody else talks to me about their project, I'm able to kind of do what Ken does and go... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Relax. Um I'm also a bonehead. Like I've done, you know, it's okay. And yeah. by the way, it's no it doesn't matter how bad it is. It's still going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to figure this out. Yeah. And he probably yeah, even if he didn't say all those things, just having him sort of chuckle and go Pff did that yeah was probably very comforting <laughs> yeah yeah anyways yeah yep. uh, i think I, i'm glad we talked about this cuz uh, yeah. a lot of our listeners end up opening breweries like that's yeah. just happened over the years and so everybody remember yeah. We all suck yeah. sometimes. So if you want, uh, you can call Vinny if he gives out his number right That's now. That's right, yeah. And then you can call him later. Yeah, don't call me. Uh, yeah, right. Not not just all you. my advice happens here. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about this canning line real quick, uh, if we can. Well, the canning line, not canning line. Yeah. And, and the reason this came up is I was getting the tour uh, last week, and, of course, we walked uh, through the whole building. We get to the bottling line. And my question is, okay, well, here you had an opportunity. To move on to cans, like every brewery seems to be doing, um, and I wondered why. Uh, so, and you and I have quickly got into a discussion about this. But Vinny, you know, the short answer is is what? Why wouldn't you? You have all this space; you could do something new. Why didn't you go straight to a can? And we, you know, we do have. Room, we could add one if we wanted. Even but still,
0: yeah. we, we could, we could, we would never. If we ever did a little canning line mm. or canning line, it would be small. It would only be to sell in our pub and stuff. But it it mm. wasn't on our radar. It was on our radar, but we didn't think about it much because, you know, and we talked about it earlier. Our beer does sell fast, and yet we do spend all this money on lab equipment and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you'll never be able to get a lower total package oxygen at, at packaging with a can over a bottle. A bottle will always have a lower tpo okay because most canning lines aren't done one counter pressure and you have that giant opening Mm -hmm. that you have that much more oxygen even if you have a bubble breaker which scrapes the big bubbles off Mm -hmm. or you're you know spraying co2 as the can lid comes down you're still getting some oxygen and then compare that to the little bottle so just surface area surface area and the and then the Bottles are are evacuated better, and you just inevitably end up with a much lower t p o now long term cans are better because once you have the seal hmm. it you don 't have oxygen ingress, but you do get oxygen ingress through a bottle cap okay but you know the fact that we 're starting at like seventeen parts per billion t p o compared to a can that would be you know, forty, fifty, sixty, whatever, a lot higher for probably a lot of breweries. Yeah, and you know, I I, I have no knock on cans. I we drink beer from cans. We buy, yeah. you know, but for us, you know, we believe that we can have a higher quality flavor profile mm. by having lower TPO right from the get go oh, no. uh, be, because of the cans, mm. and and you know, we can.
1: And even though you've gotten to like, okay, so you've gotten to 17 on your bottling line, right? And you know for a fact that your cans are going to move fast anyway. So the point might even be moot. I feel like you almost feel like you're taking a step backwards because you're like, well, I got to 17 and now I'm going to go to a can. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I was just about to say that Okay. now, like we can get, you know, even
0: at, even at like 30, which is. You know, where we were when we started here in Windsor, because we were routinely 30 at our old, on our old bottling line, which is now our funky line. That was normal at the old brewery to be at 30 parts per billion TPO. Mm -hmm. And then we came here and, Are you know, with a few adjustments, we're now down to 17 and I think we can get to 10. Wow. And, and it, and you know, from a flavor profile, it probably doesn't matter, but it matters because it's a sign of how tight our brewing process is. Sure. Mm -hmm. The fact that we can do this day in and day out or week in and week out and month in and month out and be at these absurdly low numbers. Mm -hmm. And, and yet it would be taken a step back Mm -hmm. to, to, to end up at 40 in a can And yet, you know, cans are great there's a great there's a huge market that we can't touch. Yeah. With bottles and we we know that. Um but at the same time we haven't had trouble selling (laughs) Doesn't sound like you need it, thankfully. But but Natalie was in Southern California last week, um and she was out with Gina, our rep down there and Kind of had I thought it was an interesting.
4: It was really experience. interesting.
5: So I went and she took me into a couple of accounts, and we went into this little store down in San Diego, a little kind of high end market or whatever. And we went to the the cold shelf, which had I don't know probably four doors or something. Hmm. We were the only bottles.
1: Oh, in the whole door, all the doors. Wow. So talk
5: about standing out on the shelf. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And I
5: was like, oh. This is working. I mean, there was, like, six Russian River bottles. I think there were two sours or three sours, and then Mm -hmm. the other two or three. pine bottles. And then uh, it was cans, 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 and every once in a while, there'd be, like, a little, like, a 12-ouncer here or there. And I was like, look at that. We stand out on the shelf.
1: It's so hilarious because what... It was even ten years ago. It was the opposite. You'd yeah. stand out yeah. if you were the first to be yeah. in the can. I mean, Oscar mm-hmm. Blues yeah. was the first yeah, yeah. craft can, and
5: twenty-one A came shortly after twenty-one yeah. A. And, came, yeah, and they stood yeah. out on the shelf. Right. Time. I'll go on yeah. the
0: record again. I convinced Sean to. Two cans. You, you
1: did.
4: <laughs> I, <was> like, what? <laughs> oh, I hope he's listening. Uh, yeah. He
0: does listen.
4: Uh, yeah. by the way.
1: Yeah. Sully's a good friend. Uh, yeah, he went cans super early, early on like that. They were, that too.
0: They were yeah. right after. Yeah, yeah. Um,
5: yeah, I remember having after watermelon wheat in a can mm-hmm. in Boonville, yeah. like a long time ago. And the
1: perfect um, beer for yeah. that packaging. Yeah. So, yeah. but again, okay. So if it's going fast, as we all know, with almost any packaging, then yeah. then we're not talking about a real problem here, except. I just feel like it would keep you up at night, even though your cans are moving fast and they probably taste fine. You're like, you have a fucking 40 TPO. I can't deal with it. I get, I get to see you rolling around with, with the 40 TPO. Um, yep. So the only other person who has come on this show and talked about that, um, and he's a guy who over the years has been controversial, not with my listeners, but with brewers, a lot of brewers don't know how to take this guy's information. And that's Dan Gordon. And Dan Gordon's been a friend of the show since very early on. And, um, you know, he's not the brewer that hangs out with other brewers. He's not the guy you're going to see at a festival. But I always thought he was a very smart guy and and really knows what he's doing. And, anyhow, he's one of the first, only people besides you who's come on the show and said, I don't want to put my beer in cans because you can you can never ever ever get to the TPO as you do in bottles. It's yeah. just not mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. And he was so, you know, v- you know, he 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 cares about stability and shelf life and he's all uh, mostly lager brewing. Um, yeah, and for me I had never heard anybody said that say that so I was trying to figure out if he's full of shit if everybody else is full of shit. That's <laughs> what I'm getting at here. He's the first one who said um, a- until I talk to you. Yeah. It depends yeah. how soon your beer's gonna get drank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. like, well but he once wasn't, you
2: put it in cans, it's it's stable how it is. Even if it's bad, it's stable. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. It's well and yeah, yeah, but it, it always could be better.
0: The prob- so. the problem is is that if um you have you have all the small canning lines. there's there, I don't think there is one yet. So all the really small inline canning lines are four, five, or six heads. Mm-hmm. And the problem is is that they fill four, five, six heads, whatever it is. Let's say it's a, a six head line. It fills six, but it's only got one seamer. So mm-hmm. the cans
1: seem oh, differently. Exactly. They filled it the same intercept. So like yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. and, and but it doesn't go like it, this. It doesn't <laughs> seem all three at once. The same. Yeah. Right. So the day
0: that someone invents a, a forehead canning line that's rotary, mm. then it'll be just like a rotary filler. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. least you'll have consistency right. of, of how they can. So now the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth cans won't. Have the same TPO. interesting, mm-hmm. and and so that could know, happen the day you want to spend six X what current canning lines and, cost. And <laughs> there, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I saw, I saw a somewhat small canning line at CBC this year, um, but it was still bigger than like what we would want to yeah. buy okay. for what our needs are. Okay. You know, for little like five barrel batches in our future pilot brewery or ten barrels from the pub. Um, so. That that to me is when canning will become interesting. Mm-hmm. But then you know, can you get the can to a lower TPO? Right. Because like you said, Justin, like well, geez, we're under twenty now. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and you've worked hard to get there, and yeah. Okay. So. Well, and so I also feel like you're a bit like me. I never really say never. I never say never. Yeah. Oh, no. I usually just say yeah. Not now, because it's not good enough. Yeah. You know, or I'm not ready or whatever. So, uh, in other words, there may be a day that we see a uh, Russian River in cans. Although we never said we'd open a second restaurant.
0: And... We'll
4: never <laughs> say
0: <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. entrepreneur yeah. has a list of things they say never. Yeah. they'll never do. Yeah. And yeah, they always do them.
1: Actually, that's why I'm careful to never say never, yeah. is right. that I do see that often. Yeah. I'll like, oh, never, never yeah. that.
5: So, we, we don't say we never will can. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we probably will. Yeah. But but if we would like to keep control over where it's sold, and so we would likely... Can and sell it in our gift shops yeah. at the mm. at the pubs, and we would just keep it at that. That. Sure. So that way, we have control over you know the packaging and when it's sold, and right. and hope that the consumer you know would consume it.
1: That's so the that's how so the technology catches up, of course. Yeah, yeah. or we get yeah. more money. you know
5: we were really far into the project when uh, when canning like really took off, and yeah. you know we had already blown the budget. We'd already committed to this beautiful bottling line, and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, you know it was—it was—we you get into these projects this size, and you can't exactly turn on a dime. You know, it's like, well, okay, we've spent all this money on everything that we wanted and now cans are hot so we don't happen to have right. a half a million mm-hmm. dollars <laughs> to buy sure. a really high quality canning line that we right. feel that would would satisfy our quality like you know standard. like
0: firestone or Sierra Nevada or you know bells you know name any mm-hmm. good sized uh, craft brewery you know those are high speed rotary canning lines and they are getting exceptionally low TPO. Okay, how can we take that technology
4: put it on and a little, line. On a little <laughs> affordable
1: yeah. scale? I and see. Right. So and
0: that, make it and make yeah. it to a quality standard because we we are committed to the pint bottle, you know, yeah. the bottle that most I like. hopefully most of your listeners know the Pliny bottle, and mm-hmm. it's a German bottle, um, and it does a, a really great job. Our, you know, the, you talk about, um, you know, air ingress. Well, our crimp is so tight on the bottle, and we have a a, a piece of equipment in our packaging lab that um, we used to not have. And I would send bottles to Sierra Nevada, and they were nice enough to run them for me. And basically, you submerge the bottle in water, hmm. and you pierce it with, and that, and that pierce pierce uh, like needle is connected to a line. High pressure line that's connected to a regulator to CO two or nitrogen or whatever, and you crank it up, and when you start seeing bubbles come out from underneath the crimp, oh, okay, it's it's a test to to see basically when your bottle loses pressure and what, or, you know, when it will start leaking, you know, and it's in water so that if it explodes, mm. the glass safe doesn't go everywhere. And <laughs> it's safe. Yeah. Mm. So the first time Sierra Nevada did that, they took it. I don't remember the exact number, but they took it up to like. All right, 125 psi, <laughs> wow. yeah, 150, whatever it was. It was a wow. crazy number. No, they stopped. Because they'd never taken a bottle beyond wow. that, and they were actually scared. So we, we I was hoping
3: the glass broke out the
0: bottom n- no. before the cap came off. And, <laughs> and then we since bought that piece of equipment, and we have it here, and so we test bottles. And so our bottle is a German bottle. It's a re um, it's a returnable, reusable mm. bottle. Give me that bottle while you are at it. And uh, thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: and so so we we know we have an even tighter seal mm-hmm. than the average bottle because of the the pressure right. we can wow. crimp it and, and you can but you can also crimp too tight. To where you can cause issues. So there's no there's such thing art. as
1: too tight. I feel like <laughs> you have the tightest crimp in the industry, <laughs> and you're fine. Uh, right you next door. To, to. to.
3: Whatever's legally allowed <laughs> yeah. for tightness. That's
1: right, Vivo, stop shaking your head at oh. Everything's fine. It's late in the show. It's fine. fine. All right, why don't we do this? Because I, I'm excited about the Beardy Blind Tasting yeah. Challenge. Okay. It's yeah, be- so, so am uh, I. I know you are, Beardy. We're gonna take take a quick break. We're live from Russian River Brewing Company, uh, the new facility in uh, the, the new brewery. I hate when I say facility. It's a brewery. The new brewery in Windsor, California good for you. Um, you know, who I learned that from. Uh, we were talking about him earlier is Jim Cook. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually sat. I, I've interviewed him several times. And I, every time I make that mistake, yeah. he stops me in my tracks and he says, it is not a facility. It is it's not a brewery. factory. It's it a is a brewery. And also it's mm. not product. It's beer. It's beer. Yeah, really? he's good at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> distributors
0: will say how many CEs, how many case equivalents, you moving. It's like, you know what? They're cases of beer.
1: Cases of beer. Yeah. I like it. We should stick to that. Hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be back from Russian River Brewing Company. Welcome back to the session. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. We are at Russian River Brewing Company in uh, Windsor, California, and uh, wrapping up the show here, but we've got a couple of very important things left to do, including drinking some, some more wonderful Russian River beer. Um, okay, my favorite tonight, by the way, is... It's the STS, even over the very fresh blind pig. All right, yeah, I told yeah. you, it goes back and forth.
0: You know, you know what was interesting today in sensory was um, your team. We did side by side blind pig, um, and. Uh we had blind pig bottled today and last week's blind pig bottling. Okay, and I think almost everybody picked last week. So we no old. kidding because sometimes an IPA can be a little too fresh and too green on the hops. I see. So you need time to to let it just mellow out, almost like a wine goes through bottle shock. So I thought that was really interesting.
1: So. All right, I'm going to do this because you're here, and we just talked about this on the air. I've been telling a story for years uh, on the show, and I've never revealed what brewery you and I were at, so I don't want to reveal it (laughs) now. (laughs) But me and you and Matt Matt? went on a day trip Uh in this particular time, and um, we had a great day, (laughs) and our host was very hospitable, and we got back to a brewery, in the tasting room, and tasted his uh, IPA. This was early in my career, so I didn't know how to shut my mouth sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so I, 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 and I, and I taste this beer, and I, I'm just an honest person sometimes. So I, I look up and I go, "Hey," because I had tasted this. This flavor before I said, Hey, what is it when it's a little plasticky sometimes? Like when a beer is plasticky. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Because you kind of fucking saved my ass (laughs) because basically the guy looked at me like I was an asshole, which clearly I was being, and you very kindly were like, Hey, you know, sometimes when a beer's very young, especially a hoppy beer, it can display this character, and you were so gracious. And I (laughs) remember and as I'm looking at at his face and looking at how you're answering this question, I just remember going like Justin, we are such an idiot shut your mouth sometime <laughs> the person had been so nice to us all day and here I'm shitting on his beer, I was just, I didn't mean to I was asking it,
0: okay you remember what I'm talking oh, about. Oh I totally remember yep. <laughs> Yeah, it was you, me, and Matt. Yes. Was it your first
3: time having to cover for Justin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it probably wasn't the last
4: I'll say <laughs> that. Now. Yeah. Uh, Speaking
0: of cover, why are your eyes covered?
3: <laughs> I don't know, it's like I'm a listener again yeah. I
0: just get to hear you guys you just talk. get to hear it. Yeah.
1: It's really weird. Alright, I'm glad you remember it because yeah, I've I totally this remember.
0: Actually I've heard you on the brewing network on the sessions and tell, tell that story every once in a while. It just came and up And I again. and I'll be like, I'm pretty sure he's talking about that day when it was yes. Justin Matt and I. Yes. Yep. So
2: so my question is, was the beer like really just okay. young hops or was it actually plasticky? Because oh. Was I off?
0: Um, I mean, I remember it being phenolicy and plasticky. Yeah. yeah, and um, you know this this said brewer, you know, would. Called it an IPA, but it was really a strong pale ale. Okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. this, is a, yeah. this is a really yeah. good brewer and a really good brewery. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Which I so, guess is what made me yeah. feel like I could talk about it yeah. there, but whatever. Yeah. No. It just came up again recently because a, a, a listener wrote in and had said, "Hey, um, a, a brewery recently sold, and I wonder if you're okay to talk." Like I'm guessing it was this brewery, and I'm wondering if you're okay yeah. to talk about it now. And I said, "I'm not going to no, talk about never. it. I'm never going to no. reveal." who it was nope. it was my mistake and nope. i'm never going to reveal <laughs> yeah. who it was absolutely i don't
2: even know who it was
1: it was nobody knows no nope, nope, except knows. me matt and Vinny, yeah. I don't know. I don't and really Seth know. brewer who right. they never talk to me again right. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he never forgot yeah <laughs> anyway okay uh well what we uh, you know when Vinny and i were talking the other day uh and having a couple beers at the bar here um i had mentioned that uh Beardy is not a fan of hazy beers, um, oh. and 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 so much so that between Beardy and JP, who's not here today, it's just it's always a thing. Every time we bring up hazy beer, they have to they have to make some comment. Everything's awful. Hazy beer's terrible. And I had noticed at the time that uh, Vinny had a hazy beer on tap, so. Uh, He also has another beer that you... What do you call it? You had a great phrase for it. It's our not-so-hazy, hazy hazy IPA.
0: There we go. And somehow, did Sean Sullivan make a comment about it? Was he the one that actually said it? Did we say oh, that it was? Oh, I think the
5: first time we ever posted a picture of a, a tempo change, I think it was. Yeah. And I said it was our hazy, but it was the first time we made it, and it wasn't very hazy. Yeah. Sean made some, yeah. you know, snarky yeah. comment. And he As was he right, yeah. because yeah. it wasn't yeah. really all that hazy. But,
4: <laughs> but anyways, now we, now we call
0: Happy Hops our not-so-hazy, hazy IPA. Got it. Because, because what? all of the aromas and flavors... Of a juicy hazy IPA, right? But we spin it through the centrifuge. And I originally so Happy Hops is an old brand from Sonoma County that the old Grace Brothers Brewery here um, owned, and then we trademarked it, just, you know, five six years ago. And the first time we made it, it was one hundred percent mosaic hops. Where the first brewery, it was actually it wasn't even mosaic; it was three six nine. It hadn't even been named yet. And mosaic is actually the daughter or sister to Simcoe, which most people don't know. And, uh, but it's, but you know, it was really cool lineage and, and we made it as a pale ale and it was a nice beer, but like, You know, the beer, it's Happy Hops. Like, it should be very big and hoppy, and the logo is really cool. Yeah. You can check out our website. It's got the little Happy Hop guy, and he's smiling, and he's got red cheeks. It's super cool. Anyways, um, so we we turned it into a a juicy IPA, but I really wanted to prove that you could make a, a beer that's that hoppy but still have it clean, spin it through the centrifuge. Mm -hmm. I don't have any trouble with hazy IPAs, although I did, I think, I think I once said I would never make one and now we are. Of course. And it kind of turned into a cool challenge. It's never say never Yeah, Yeah. but, um, so then we recently started making a beer called Mind Circus, which is our, kind of our, now our full-time hazy IPA as much as we can keep it can like crazy. Oh my yeah. God. Like we just ran out of bottles today. I actually had to have bird one our warehouse guy grabbed some bottles from the pub because our gift shop here was out. Oh no. Like, wow. oh my God. We have, I mean, we had it on draft. Oh, just to do this today. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So anyways, so now I'll let you take the story. So oh.
1: Now Beardy in your defense, uh, what Vinnie was just describing about happy hops is that mm. you kind of always say, look, you can get all of these things and make a clear beer. You right. can make a wonderful, you don't, it doesn't, Haze doesn't have to be a part of the equation, yes. Mm-hmm. So, it, which is exactly how Vinny's sort of describing Happy mm-hmm. Hops and, and and how he felt. Um, so, however, hmm. I thought it would be fun to make you blind taste both of them and <laughs> see if you can tell which one is the hazy beer and which one is the clear beer. Well, I, I'm sorry to prove you wrong in this double blind tasting, but I'm
3: confident that I will. Prove to you that there is a difference once <laughs> and for all.
4: You, you feel you're,
1: you're already com- now This is awesome. Just to be clear, you can't see at all. I mean, no. you already couldn't see, right? But now you really can't see. Double blind in that I also have a blindfold
3: over my face. Okay.
1: <laughs> are Are you familiar with either or both of these beers? Uh, happy hops. And What was the other one? Mind Circus. Uh, Mind Circus. No, I don't think so. so. You've never had either one. I don't believe so. Perfect. It's getting yeah. even better. Yeah. I'm liking this. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna help you out here. Um, yeah. There you okay, go. One. Where's the other one? And yeah. well, <laughs> Teresa's just fucking with you now. Uh, uh, I would yeah. just
0: put one in each hand. So oh, right. 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 then, I, yeah, then, then it's easy yeah. for him oh, to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And you can yeah. take your time. We'll go ahead and talk for you. If you do have yeah. comment, if you want to like smell them and talk about that first. You can do that. Well, uh, let me evaluate them first. You guys
3: talk, and then I can do my aroma and flavor analysis. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, do,
1: I do like this. Yeah. So, so let me
0: actually, while while I was tasting, I'll just talk about the name. <laughs> like, I already talked about Happy Hops. It's an old Grace Brothers brand. But Mind Circus was a term that our friend Dave Keene, who owns a Toronado, hmm has used, and it's when you lay awake at night and oh, you God. start t- thinking about business, right?
2: Oh, jeez, yeah. I that. go to the mind circus all the time.
1: See, <laughs> yeah, that's exact- as soon as you said that, too, I was like, "You mean about every fourth night? <laughs>
2: any, yeah. any,
1: any small
0: business I was owner at
2: the mind circus last night?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we
0: so we turned it into a, a beer, and um,
2: and it's like and on the label is
0: like a Rube Goldberg Michigan. exactly, and that's very cool. that's great that you called that out, the Rube. Goldford because it's it was what Jason Roberson the Roberson I think is how I pronounce his last name. He's Sierra Nevada's former uh, art director. Okay. And he went out on his own and now he's doing labels for lots of breweries, oh, and cool. he's done a lot of work for us and with us, and we love working with him, um, because he and Natalie and I just connect. Like, we give him an idea, and Jason just, like, goes, yeah, and, and he just runs with it. It's and, nice when someone gets it. And, and so when I explained to him, he came back and was like, oh, you know, like this, and he had, like, you know, the Rude Goldberg and he, has, he also, he, so he sent me like some, something he grabbed off the internet and he also had a picture of the children's oh, game, uh, uh, Mousetrap. Oh. Which has a lot of the same thing, yeah, yeah. Nice. and so we kind of put that together.
2: Well, so who's the guy on the label? Because it looks a little bit like a beetle. <laughs> you know, what? I don't know
0: who he used. It's a
2: little Sergeant
1: Pepper. Yeah,
0: he looks remarkably yeah. like Stephen, our production manager. Oh, maybe it's, um, it but, does but look he like does But Jason doesn't know Stephen, and it's, um, like a, it's
1: like a cross between Steven and John Lennon. Yeah, to be honest. and, and yeah. when you
0: get close, there's like you know, there's dollar signs, there's hops, there's there's you know pieces of malt. It's IBUs, ABV. I mean, the dollar signs were definitely in construction. That was what we stressed about the most. <laughs> You're like,
2: and, we then, need some and then of there. there's yeah. the
0: tent over his, the head and the mine circus, and then the Russian River flag. It's very. Yeah. Cool. And, um, and there's a cat. And oh, there's
2: a cat. Yeah, there's yeah. a cat. A
5: cat. A cat. And, uh,
0: and
1: there's a clock. All right, let's check in with Beardy and see uh, how he's. Have you have you just? Uh, oh, I already know which one's clear and which one's <gasps> not. Oh, he's oh, very
2: I can't confident. Wait to find out. Oh, wow.
3: Okay, you might have
2: given away a, like, a couple of salient clues in your description. Mm. Oh, I wasn't listening to that. Oh, okay. Well.
1: Well, it's not sorry. Sorry. Well, why sorry. don't we do Let's ease into the calling it okay. out. Why don't you talk about the differences between the two that you're noticing? So, before I make a complete ass of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's no wrong
0: right answer. Wrong answer. Because I <laughs> well, think both fears like, are that good. Many. There's a wrong answer.
4: <laughs> well, it depends. What's the question?
1: <laughs> What's the question? I mean, am I just saying what I smell and taste? No. Well, I- for now you are, but ultimately you're saying which one is hazy and which one is clear. Okay. But I don't yeah. want you to yeah. answer yeah. that yet. Okay, okay. I first want you to make an A descriptor. Out of yourself. Okay, or 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 validate yourself. We'll find out. I guess right. That's what just- are the things that you notice that are different? So I, mean, I guess it's kind of just re- rehashing
3: JP and my. Complaints is that oh, good. one has a very crisp. You can pick up the high notes of like here's the fruit, here's the pine, here are here's the malt versus kitchen sink. Like you get a lot of muddy. It's like you just like are drinking a, a hot pellet essentially. Okay, and and it's round and and even beyond the flavor and aroma, you get like a, a on your it's a palate coating kind of just. Astringent,
1: like a resin. Almost. Yeah, a resin just
3: coating your mouth. Okay. And, and, and you don't get that in a bright, clear beer. Like, you, you can still have it bitter, but it's not, it doesn't linger like the same way okay. in a
1: clear beer. Okay. So, we're going to start with this question uh, Which beer, your left or your right hand, is your favorite beer of the two? This one. Okay. And? And which one is the hazy beer? The same one. Oh. It's your favorite beer, though? <laughs> <laughs> the right, one, the one in your right hand is a hazy beer. I think. Yeah, unless Teresa mixed the, them is up. Is it the clear beer or the hazy beer that you're drinking right now?
3: To me, this one is the clearer one.
1: Your favorite and the clear one. I'm testing them just to make sure that they didn't get <laughs>
4: Because no, I would do right, that. Yeah, right.
2: I would totally do that to you. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. kind of a crappy um, person, but I have not yes. switch the beers.
3: So. Uh, no. Yes, I'm I'm standing by the right one. As your favorite. Mm-hmm.
2: And the clear and beer. The clear beer.
3: Just to be clear. Just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it doesn't taste as... uh. Like, it, ha- it doesn't have as much chalk. It, the bitterness is not as coating, lingering,
1: soft, just blown out by round blondness. Okay. I want to start by saying that, you know what, Vinny, I loved you before, but boy, God damn it. boy do I fucking love you right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's exact. I could not have asked for a better outcome of today's program. Thank you, good night. <laughs> have the lights always been this bright? <laughs> uh, let the record show, ladies and gentlemen at home, because I'm sorry, we're, we're having such a good time here. Well, uh, Beardy picked the hate hazy beer as both his favorite and the clear beer. Uh, Also listing all of the things he does not like about a hazy beer in the hazy beer.
3: I never said you couldn't make a clear beer taste like a hazy beer. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This is sabotage. I love you so much, much, Vinny. First of all, I want to say that
0: was good. Thank you. That was Uh, fun. Sabotage. You are such
1: a good sport. And to be honest, I thought there was no way. I I really thought you were just going to nail it. I just thought Mm. it would still be fun to do. Um, yeah. But you know that the asshole in me just wanted this to be the outcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh, I, God, I it was I, so good. I couldn't be happier. And okay, let's now let's talk about the reality. Like it's kind of a testament to either your brewing, Vinny, or that um our, our, our vision really kind of messes with the rest of us because maybe these hazy beers are something great. And, and those of us who expect to see a clear beer, like I do too, Beardy, by the way. The one, the one thing
0: I will say is, and I kind of talked about it when we were touring through the brewery earlier, <laughs> all of us, is that so many of the hazy IPAs they have amazing aroma and flavor, but they're right. flabby. You described yeah. it. And they kind of hang, and like they just need like five or ten BUs of bitterness. Mm. And we actually add bittering hops at the beginning of the boil in Mind Circus. So ah. you get a snappy crispness. Actually, so think, what are the IBUs between the two beers? Which um, one has more IBUs? The happy hops by a little bit. But Which not is? by much. The, the one on the left, the clear beer. Has it a yeah. little bit more? Yeah. What about the chalk addition? Is it a lot more of it's, a softer it's, water? It's actually about the same. About the same? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it worked for one. And so we, we're getting the haze with uh, mostly unmalted wheat and oats, and then we're a little bit of yeast. But this mm. bottle has been sitting, so there's probably some in. Yeast in the bottom of the bottle. Is sure. Tommy? Tommy Arthur texted. He's like, "Oh my god, you put a hazy beer in a bottle?" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with a big smiley face. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. is the world coming <laughs> what to? What just happened? Yeah, and and um, but that's to me personally. Like, if like just a pH adjustment, a little more bitterness, just mm-hmm. to make it. Really drinkable and not so flabby. Flabby is a right. wine term. I had Natalie and I had to teach it to our to our staff. Flabby is a wine term, like a Chardonnay mm-hmm. that doesn't have enough acidity, and you mm-hmm. drink it and it kind of hangs on the palate, exactly as you described. A lot of, of hazy and, beers,
3: yeah. and both of these, neither of these beers, tastes like what I've experienced as the stereotypical yeah. New England IPA. Yeah, right? I, hate, I hate
2: to say, but you guys actually wouldn't win competitions for hazy beers. <laughs> 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 Good. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. I know okay. and yeah. it's a good thing. It, I love
0: that. I think they're I think they're both in like the 50 BU range. Yeah. If I yeah. remember I I sure. should have I should have looked up Taylor's uh hmm. lab numbers, but um kind but they're they're in the 50s but okay. the um that's yeah, it's just uh right. it's just this this thing that um you know, I've mentioned when you are here before, and I think I, I don't know if I said it earlier. Like, there is this assault on bitterness right now yeah. by a lot of, of, you know, young breweries, and, and that's fine. I mean, that's what makes craft beer so cool—is that sure. it's so different. I mean, look where we came from when, like, you know, when Fritz and Ken and Jack McCullough, New Albion, started in the industry. You know, there was like twenty or thirty breweries in America and they were all making the same beer other than anchor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, until all these new breweries came along. So we certainly don't want that. No. But but this whole thing of like, oh this like these I had, I never like bitterness. I, I hear that a lot and I love bitterness. Like to me it doesn't need to be like bracingly bitter, but a really clean bitterness, like you said earlier, like blind pig. Yeah. I think that's in the low sixty BUs. Okay. And and yet it's a really clean bitterness. The cat sat on the and, um,
1: You're changing my vocabulary a little bit on this show yeah. because I'm one of those ones who will say loud and proud, like, I don't like bitterness, yeah. but I think I'm a little wrong. Yeah, I actually yeah. do like some bitterness. And you and mm-hmm. you and
0: Nick were talking about this on one of the, the hop shows. The Hop Brew School podcast. Uh, and yeah. he was talking about Cohemulone. Mm-hmm. And low Cohemulone is now, I'm not sure if it's been debunked or not, but I still believe in low Cohemulone mm-hmm. hops. And like, I love Warrior. Warrior was oh, one of the first hop. hops that Jason Peralt bred. Yeah, and and it was just before Simcoe, and um, and I still use Warrior as our main bittering hop, okay. although Blind Pig is Chinook, because that's what it always was. Wow! Mm, um, yeah. But I would I would say that Pliny has a cleaner bitterness than than Blind Pig because of Warrior has a lower cohumulone. Is it the so, same bittering hop in both of these beers? It is. It is, and it's an Which old warrior? old school. No. no, it's actually not. It's an old school hop. Um, called Brewer's Gold. Okay. I, I yeah. love Brewer's Gold. I'm trying
1: to keep Brewer's Gold alive. I've only heard so. a couple. You're one. Right. Yeah. Maybe a couple other yeah. brewers mention that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Connor, a Connor cellar maker. I think he's the one. He's like, hey, you and your Brewer's Gold. Like mm. You're trying to save the variety. I'm like, like yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. I like it.
0: And it's actually not a low-cucumulone hop, but it, it's not a lot. But but what's interesting to me is when a, a brewer that makes a hazy beer said, yeah, I don't like, I don't like bitterness, but still, when you put in... Three, four pounds per barrel, even two pounds per barrel into the whirlpool mm-hmm. with pellets. Um, let's say you you don't put any hops in at the beginning of the boil, which is really not a great idea because mm. if you you want to at least put a half a pound in because it helps suppress the foam. Um, and, you, and you'll yeah. and you'll reduce your mm-hmm. boilovers. And unfortunately, most small breweries in America don't have boilover protection on their their kettles mm-hmm. to where it would automatically shut the steam off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you add a little hops at the beginning will at least keep the foam down. But um, it just you know want that. That crispness. Yeah. And,
1: um, and actual bitterness, not just a flavor bitterness. <clears throat>
0: yeah. And, and, if
1: you, and if you add,
0: my point I was going to say was if you had like two, three, four pounds per barrel in the Whirlpool, you add those and you typically let the wort sit for five minutes to stop boiling before you start the pump. Hmm. And then maybe you spin it for five minutes. So now you're 10 minutes in. Yeah. And now you have to let it sit for about 20 minutes normal to let it stop you know, vortexing and center, you know, it's been going in the centrifugal motion. It's yep. so near 30 minutes in. And then at minimum, you're 20 minutes on your wart cool down. But really, most breweries are 30 or 40 minutes.
1: Now we're, almost, now we're an hour. Now
0: we're an hour that those hops are isomerizing. So not only are you losing the aroma, although there's a lot of small breweries that are doing some really cool techniques about cooling the wort down and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you are also now susceptible to bacteria once you mm-hmm. get below 180. Right. Um, but anyways, let's say you're, you're past too, that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but now you're potentially in contact for an hour. Maybe a little under, maybe a little more, and you're isomerizing, and you're easily getting forty, fifty BUs. And yeah, it's a different type of bitterness, mm-hmm. but it's still bitterness. Mm-hmm. And then you think back to Sierra Nevada Pale Ale; it's about thirty-five BUs. Right. Most of these hazy IPAs have more BUs. That's than, than Sierra Nevada has. That Sierra Nevada Pale, pale ale. ale. Yeah. So, and yet, and like I, lo- I still love Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Me too. There's nothing like after like mowing your lawn or being outside doing something where it's hot and like, yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Right from a bottle, to or me, I'd cam. love that or a
1: can. There are it's two beers like, in my it's fridge a beautiful right now. Beer. There's a six pack of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, mm-hmm. and two bottles of Beatification that I picked up when I came here uh, <laughs> when you guys weren't here. No, not oh, the first week, time. When yeah, I just yeah. made it to the gift shop, and yes. I bought three, so I drank one. I'm holding on yeah. the two, and Sierra Nevada Pale Ale—that's what's in my fridge right yep. now. It's we crazy. always have Pale Ale
0: in our fridge. Yeah, mm-hmm. still, it's just such a great go-to beer, and mm-hmm. it's really clean and the bitterness, and mm-hmm. um, but you know again i'm i'm not knocking anyone but sure. i do find it interesting that i hear a lot now that i don't like bitterness but yet
1: Right. Most hazy beers are even more bitter than Sierra Nevada pale ale. It's a good point. Like I said, you're changing my vocabulary. Yeah. Well
2: and I feel like when you add those old school hops in, even to a hazy beer, it really helps the shelf stability come together. That's interesting. We do a mm. we do a beer that's really um it's called Swamp Angel. It's like bittered like a regular IPA, but it's done with a hazy yeast and it's done with some juicy hops and some old school hops and it just it does all the things, but it has great shelf stability, much better than a beer that you're just doing a whirlpool hop
0: on. Right, yeah. We, we did a, uh, we have a, our main hazy beer now is Mind Circus, and then we have Tempo Change. Tempo Change is interesting because it's 100% public. Grown varieties. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of hazy beers are made with all private hop varieties that are designer hops owned by certain growers. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, a lot of them owned by Yakima Chief and you know Mosaic, Simcoe, Mm -hmm. uh, Citra. You know Amarillo was owned by the Gamashes, but those are all private varieties. And I wanted to do something with all public varieties, and so that's how we do Tempo Change. Our other, so that's got. Crystal, Centennial, Chinook, Brewer's Gold, and the only new hop is Cashmere, which is a really cool hop mm-hmm. that's got this yeah. really nice lemon-lime quality. Mm-hmm. And then we did one other hazy beer as a one-off. It was called CFJ 90. CFJ 90 was the experimental uh, name number for Centennial back in the late 80s. Okay. And <laughs> so we did 100% Centennial. Uh, hazy beer. And that was that was about three years ago, two years ago. And we're a lot better at making hazy beers now. Yeah. So I'm curious to now come back and make CFJ 90 again with the techniques we're now, we now yeah. know that are better. But when, when we started making hazy beer, we couldn't make them hazy like Natalie was saying. Mm-hmm. They would fall clear. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I cannot make this thing hazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not too good at clear beer. How, how are these kids stay. doing it? Yeah. <laughs> I've experienced Uh-oh. that
1: actually with breweries that I really know and love. And I go buy their hazy beer and and, and, and by the time I poured in my glass, it's not, it's not really hazy either. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, so it's kind of a challenge to get that, too.
0: We had two batches well, ago of Mind Circus that just, like, fell clear. Really? We did it identical, exactly the same. We still never figured out why oh, it fell clear. How I mean, did interesting. it taste? Did it taste better?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> not according to
0: you.
4: That's right. Well,
1: listen, Beardy, I did uh, set you up uh, with a very challenging challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, However, I will never let you live this down. So my takeaway <laughs> is,
4: is, I know really... you're
1: going to twist this into, well, so you can brew a clear beer that tastes like a hazy beer, which I've said before. Oh my god! But the my takeaway
2: is... is that
3: New England brewers just suck because Vinny can <laughs> brew a West Coast oh, no. New England IPA That's better right. than the New England IPA guy. Right, yeah. we're
0: going to New England.
4: I'll right. two take, week I'll take too. that as a right. takeaway. I'll yeah, go. yeah. Go for that. Right. Uh, no, he's no up we up in the can of We
1: love you in New England as well. Um, Still, though... I'm probably going to cut out a soundbite. You know how I don't like the soundboard that, that Moscow uses mm, and everything? Okay. I, I might have to soundboard this one and always be able to just play the button uh, every time you... and. Well, I so wish JP was here, too. I should have forced him to come because yeah. it's, it's these two together. Every time Ugh. Hazy comes up, uh, you can't see it on the radio, but the eyes roll and the comments and the everything. <laughs> and I'm just like, look, if, if the beer's good, it's good. I don't, I don't give a yeah. shit. I don't think that much about it. But these guys True. do. I wish he was here, too. But but that was perfect, Vinny. You're amazing. (laughs) We were just sitting at the bar, and I had mentioned it, and he goes, oh, I have this beer that's like our hazy but not hazy beer. Mm. And we have our hazy beer, and instantly I was like, I'm making Beardy do this. And also,
3: (laughs) if we were really scientific, Vinny would have spun this beer in his centrifuge. And then uh, right. we could really tell yeah. right. <laughs> through a three-way taste. So this isn't really a scientific test. Yeah. So I still That's stand fine. by all of my recorded statements. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. That's fine. This'll be Stutter. the only recorded statement ever anyone cares about. This will be the first button one on your soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's been a, a wonderful and amazing day at Russian River Brewing Company here in Windsor. Uh, the cool ship is b- my new office, so thank you for uh, having us in here. It's beautiful. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take some video right now when we finish, so I can put this on our YouTube page and you all can see the beautiful room that we're sitting in. You can go to uh, RussianRiverBrewing.com. There's probably photos uh, of the entire brewery there, yeah. including the open top fermenters that we've been talking about. Mostly uh,
5: on our social media. On social so, media, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're in the process of revamping our website right now it's up and live but there's more more content coming soon but certainly social media, twitter um Instagram and Facebook has lots of pictures and I'll post some pictures from uh, I think tonight.
1: We have a YouTube page, don't we? Oh,
5: we have a new YouTube channel too. I have a lot of construction <laughs> yeah. videos and stuff.
1: Wait, wait. So did you take the, what you were showing me earlier was it time lapse of the cool ship being filled? Today.
5: Yeah, I posted today? that today that to, to promote the show.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Can I have it too? I yeah. want to oh, see yeah. that also. So yeah, let, let me I get can, that yeah. and I'll put it on our, our BN stuff yeah. too because I want everyone to see it and That's pretty cool. I'm excited <laughs> that uh, whatever you end up labeling or Doing the beer. God! I hope it comes out good. I'm just <laughs> excited. I'm just excited that we were here for yeah, it. Right. Like literally, in we were almost in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Vin, I might have <laughs> dipped my beard in it when Vinny. was No, how like dare you! Yeah. He that did take the stanchions happened. down at one point. Right. And I was like, "Don't do that." Well, I thought that was my invitation <laughs> to do it. They were up before, yeah, and then they weren't. I'll really. share the photos of you like back, like waiting, <laughs> doing later. backstroke yeah. across. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll be great. Uh, it's been really a great day. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming up. So much fun. Yeah. Yes, we appreciate so fun. it. Thank I'm now going to party all night in your parking lot. <laughs> That's my RV's great. There, it's um, fine. So, okay, uh, Teresa, thanks for being here. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you coming all the way down to do this. And thank us. you for the beers. I, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. I, can't I had Stephen pick them up, and
0: uh, they—they're probably already passed out to all the brewers. So awesome. They probably yeah. took them home. They're drinking them right now. That makes my heart sink. Uh, <laughs> brought some
1: Crooked Lane <laughs> beer all the way from Auburn, uh, Beardy. As always, you're a good sport. Yeah, you know, I mean, you didn't embarrass Teresa. So
2: <laughs> she's not ready. Fine. yet. That's, oh, okay. on the, that's the next show.
1: Right. She's not ready yet. She's this is what your third second second third show? Yeah, with it's me. my third so show. I don't start embarrassing until the fourth, at least. <laughs> let's go, let's consult the archive. It might have been earlier for me. Yeah, but you don't count. Oh, okay, nobody right. likes you, Beardy. Th- right, that's Aww. still true. <laughs> All right, Bevo, good job tonight. Whatever you did over there, I did things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks again to Vinny and Natalie. Thanks. Uh, share this show with your friends. It's on Google play. It's on iTunes. Uh, you can watch the video of the whole thing on our live stream page. Just go to live stream and search Brewing Network. We got all of our shows are live there. And um, and like I said, go to YouTube and I'll put video of where we're at. Um, thanks again, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. We're back in the studio uh, next week. and um, With Ghost Town. With Ghost Town Brewing Company. Thank you. Uh, out, of, out of Oakland or Berkeley, I think. Um, that'll be fun. Although, we will still be riding high on the show I'm sure (laughs) yes from being here
3: we'll have just gotten back to Concord Right before the show,
1: <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. Right, so,
2: yeah, so, right, yeah. right, yeah. By riding high, like riding, high, like riding in, high in the motorhome. In two <laughs> ways,
1: like we're almost to the green belt anyway, so we yeah. could be riding high that way. Mm, Plus, mm. I will not have left the parking lot if there's fresh blind pig right, uh, exactly. right off the bottom
0: line. <laughs> yeah, every and because, morning. And because you all picked it as at one week better than fresh, right? You actually uh, need I to stay know. here for a week. week. Oh, yeah. And the truth
1: is, even if you want to get rid of me, I know Ramon, and yeah. I have a fucking Key. You yeah. <laughs> so reminded him. We you guys, to remind you him. made all the mistakes. You hired a friend of mine. You gave me a key. You said park your RV. You didn't do anything right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Windsor. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I'm a new yeah. Windsor resident. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, next week on the Brewing Network. Cheers. ah
4: Yeah. Yeah. Funny, he's balding, he's homeless, and
2: big the broadcaster love him and gay guys do too.
4: Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. guy and winning the race JP does great as his charity